Jams, Creeps and Coffee podcast. Playback begins in 3, 2, 1. A lorry driver has appeared in court charged in connection with the deaths of 39 people found in a refrigerated container at a port in eastern England. Morris Robinson, who appeared by video link, has been charged with 39 counts of manslaughter and conspiracy to traffic people. He's been rounded in custody to appear at the Central Criminal Court in four weeks. Meanwhile, the families of those feared dead have been holding vigils and ceremonies back in Vietnam. Many are thought to have come from the village of Yen Than, uh, from where Jonathan Head reports. A community overwhelmed by shock and despair. They haven't heard from sons and daughters who were en route to Britain for days, and they all fear the worst. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, guys. Bonjour. Welcome to Crimes, Creeps and Coffee. Why did I say bonjour? I hate, I hate the French. I don't know. In the French. Sorry if you're French. I didn't mean <laughs> What a cheery opening. Yeah. <laughs> but think of you're all the cheese okay. and the baguettes. And the wine. Yeah, I like French food. And the, and the just, shadows. This is the worst place I've ever been in my life, is Paris. You need to go anyway, anywhere I'm but Paris. I'm going off on a tangent, so <laughs> carry on. Well, I like French. Sorry if you're French. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steph, and today we have Charlotte. Hey, guys. And obviously Nick. Hello. <laughs> Who is doing nothing but Hello. slag off the French food, apparently. Hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Unless you're French. Nick, stop. I, I like the French. I like you. I, I, I like you French yeah. guys I mean, and women. All, all um, the French. Yeah. Just, je t'aime. Bonjour. <laughs> Just every all French All the French version. I know, though, is bonjour, je m'appelle Charlotte. Oui. Comment ça va? They know the word retreat very well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> oh. Wow, very okay. Very fond of that word. That's very... Dark. That so was, let's move on to yeah. something even darker. Steph, what were we listening to? <laughs> so we were just listening to the update on the story that we've spoken about before, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So um, as as any, as you guys would probably um, know by now, um, we found thirty nine dead people in a lorry in Essex. Not us personally. We I was going to oh, say, yeah, yeah, not us personally. I that mean, would be traumatizing. Absolutely. So okay, okay the English, I guess, um, mm. found thirty nine dead people. On Earth. <laughs> You're being very nationalist right now. Please stop. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologise for being patriotic. Patriotic is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, I would call it something else. But carry on, Steph. Um, so yeah, we just heard the updated version of uh, the story. Um, I think last time we spoke about it, we were quite. We weren't really know what was going on. We didn't know where they came from, or who was involved, or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah this is the updated story of the version of the story, essentially. Mm. Um, so we've now identified that the um, that the arrivals were Vietnamese, and they yeah they came over to basically find a better life, I guess. So mm. yeah, um, poor souls, absolutely. Um, so I'm just reading a bit of a, a news story that we've got at the moment. This was released a couple of days ago from um, the, the point of us recording today, um, saying that um, 
the police are now in direct contact with a number with a number of families in the Viet, uh, Vietnam um, and the UK and the Vietnamese government. Uh, Post mortem examinations. Wow, I'm That's English and good today. Mm. Uh, examinations are being carried out of the victims to establish the cause of death. Um, but the visual that they were talking about in the um, in the video that we've just put up there, there was more than a hundred people that attended the um, the Church of the Holy Name. Um, and Our Lady of Sacred Heart in East London for Saturday on Saturday evening, which was oh, that was in England. I thought that was in Vietnam. The, well, footage. they had they they had one. Um, there was one in Vietnam, but they also had one at the church at the church of the, the Our Lady uh, Lady of Sacred Heart in Lady East London. Lady of the London. Sacred Heart. Fair there enough. There we go. Yeah. Um, and that was on the fourth of November. This um uh, this little article was from. So, uh, the Saturday not yeah just gone. There's there is talks that they sadly suffocated to death in the refrigeration mm. tanks and developed hypothermia and such and slowly deceived like well, it, must that have been, way. it must have been horrendous to be to be watching your friends and family drop dead all around yeah. you in yeah. the back of that and trailer there was i think it was a news article again from the bbc that we'd well i'd read that there was text messages sent out from the people inside the truck mm. that yeah. says i think one of them said mama i love you i'm sorry yeah I think there was yeah, a point I did where see that. That, was, yeah. that was horrible. Yeah, that message. there was a point where they definitely all saw no. the inevitable. Yeah, um, I mean they, they they took the risk by doing that. They did, but yeah. they they I think and they from paid thousands they for did. it. So, but the, the, I'm not blaming I'm not victim blaming them in the slightest. But they did take the risk. But I imagine they expected far better treatment than they received yeah, yeah. at the hands of these these people, people. these traffickers. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that they want a better life, and I get that. I do a hundred percent. But there are other ways there are. to do it. There's the the proper way. Yeah, and who's to say that if they'd got over here safe and sound and everything, that they would have then had a better life? It could have been worse. They could have have led to prostitution, which a lot of traffickers happen to do because they need the money. Yeah, and they need to do a shady business because they got in on a shady circumstance. Yeah, But if they'd come in through the proper channels by applying to immigration, then they they probably wouldn't end up in that kind of situation. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Mm. and there is a chance that it'd be a, a... a less of a high risk yeah. for them when they're over here. So you're all, you you by default entering a murky world just by by coming in illegally, aren't you? Yeah. It's like like yeah. anywhere. But at the same time, I understand a hundred percent why you would want to. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't okay. mean I agree with trying to come in illegally. No, but I, I don't can agree understand with the it process of the yeah. Yeah. process. Definitely. Definitely. And they, there's there's no way those people deserved anything like that. Oh God! You'll get you'll not. get some racist cunts on the internet saying that oh they got what they deserved. But that's, to come in here and no, that's they're just, the cunts. Yeah, yeah. Hence, what well, it's called um, racist cunts. Yes. Absolutely. So, like the, um, the 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 lorry driver himself, Maurice Robinson, uh, was from Northern Ireland. He appeared in court uh, last week, charged with a string of offences, including the thirty nine thirty nine counts of manslaughter. Um, extradition proceedings have also begun against a twenty two year old um, Eamon Harrison. <gasps> Harrison relation. Uh, not. <laughs> wow, that was so British. I bloody well hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Hmm. Um, he was arrested in Dublin on a uh, European arrest warrant. So I think, I think Robinson, the driver, was only, what, 25 or... 24, I, I, I think that right? I think he's in his 20s, isn't he? Mm. He's quite a young sort of chap. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not a very old gang of Which people. is quite scary, considering we're older than them. Mm. Well, they're oh all God. no. I think the the main people it was a, a man and a wife. That they were. I think they're only twenty eight. You know. No, I think they're old. They, he's quite pudgy with grey hair from the picture. Oh, okay. I... But they're all Irish, aren't they? 
Yeah, it, it definitely is definitely yes. coming out of the way. But they must have had some kind of connection in, in Vietnam, obviously, yeah. in order yeah. to it, it says here on this thing, police it. are also seeking two brothers from Northern Ireland, Ro- Ronan and Christopher Hughes, who are wanted on suspicion of manslaughter and people trafficking. So they're obviously quite up there on the investigation. Um, it sounds like that it was a ring. It wasn't just a few individuals. It sounds like there was a ring of people. Yeah, well, you'd have that. to have all, people all over the world at various points mm. um, yeah. to, to get the trailer over here, yeah, really. It's, yeah. it's a big organisation thing. You can just pack it up one end and, and get it there the other because yeah. there's so many checkpoints and yeah, um, immigration officials that would need to be paid off or that's it i mean I, there was actually a thing. trafficking um incident i really i really can't remember the the actual specific case themselves but they traveled around the world essentially just to get over to england because yeah. of the yes. checks and whatnot so they went to multiple different countries just to get over to here yes. so there's definitely people well, they with went, fingers they went, in many pies they went through ireland didn't they because the normal way would be to come from france wouldn't it yeah. obviously Mm-hmm. But they they went through Ireland because they obviously thought they had a better chance of of negating and immigration. In. And a, a, from the sounds of it, a lot of the people that were arrested were Irish, so it could be mm. that they were like, "Oh, we know officials, we know yeah. how to do mm-hmm. this." Yeah, so. they might. Uh, I doubt they're the, the the ring leaders. They're probably just the people being paid to get them into they're the country. Probably lackeys. I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And they do very well. The, the husband and wife have a huge house, have many yeah. cars and stuff like that. And yeah, people. But the back of a this. refrigeration unit, it's just a, it's just odd, isn't it? I mean, yeah. If you were trafficking people, I guess maybe because maybe refrigeration units because they they have to be so thick with the insulation are quite hard to to X-ray and things at checkpoints. And cause I know yeah, they do yeah. that at checkpoints. Maybe but, uh, we don't know, but it's. it's quite a weird one yeah I, I, I kind of want to see i mean I, I don't want to see 39 dead bodies in the back of the lorry but mm. I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of situation they found themselves in once yeah. they got into the back of the lorry whether because yeah. they, mm. they couldn't be much for them to to survive with no really. no definitely not and why did why a refrigeration lorry as well well again i think it, it would... probably something to do with the density of the walls so it, yeah it, it, it could pass then... through things because you can turn, up. yeah, you can turn those refrigeration units off and on. Mm. Was it was it turned on? Well, yeah. obviously, yeah. Well, that's odd. Yeah. Maybe that was a mistake. I mean, I, yeah, I can't maybe see that why was that an would accident. be. Like, because there's a button outside that is, red is off, green is on, and you literally have to hit the button because you're not allowed to be in the refrigeration unit when you're emptying the lorry when it's on. Mm. That's probably why they did it then, because obviously people are seeing the green light and be like, mm, let's not go in there then. Yeah. I mean, the, the other alternative is that they um, decided to kill them. Yeah. That and then it's the not other, manslaughter, it's murder. That would be the other, for whatever reason. Yeah. Mm. They decided to, to, to not deliver them to their destination. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? Maybe the higher ups were like, they've not paid enough. Mm. We you know, know. We're speculating yeah, here. But that's we're, absolutely. It's yes. what we all do best speculate. So, yes. so yeah. what are we doing this week? So today, did you talk me up? By the way, at the start, I, I, we didn't need to this week. Oh, no, I Steph, mean, who are you doing? <laughs> so today <laughs> is well. Today's the very first start of our European month, isn't it? It is indeed. Ooh. What are we calling this one? Um, um, European. What is it? November. Uremba. 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 Crap. Eighties new wave band. I like it. Uremba. I like it. Uremba. I like that. <laughs> so my first story of what did you say? You remember? You, you remember yeah. of you remember <laughs> is the Papan sisters. Papon. From again. Papan. Papon. Papon from Les Français. Oh, Les Français. Your favourite place, Nick. Mm. <laughs> and then Nick, you're doing a continuation, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing um, part two of my 
murder of Jinlun and Luca Magnotti. Magnotta. 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 Which isn't really European, but it's because we wanted to make sure everybody had that story finished off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he fled to Europe at the end. Ah, did So there we go, we got a a little thin link there. Yeah, it's got some tenuous link. Yeah. So shall we crack on? I think we shall. Right then, Stephanie. Shall we begin with a lovely story about, I assume, is a grisly murder? Indeed you do. So. Okay. Are we ready, boys and girls? We are very ready. We are ready. Okay. Wait. Now I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Made all the difference. So today, um, like I said at the beginning, we're going to go into the Papuan sisters. Papuan. Papuan. Hello, George. Can we keep a, a low down on the French accents? Because I actually found it hard to understand what you just said. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I'm, I'm going to... There's you a said, few names. I thought you said pepper and scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Okay. It's, 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 it's spelt papin. Oh, papin. We, papin, okay. if we want the English yes. interpretation yes. of this. Let's go for good old... Mercy Vonku <laughs> <laughs> Oh you got the good shouting loud that's the English way of talking foreign languages. What's it from Alain Rouge? Where's that mean I'm a bit slutty and I went to sleep with you, doesn't it? No, do you want to come to my bedroom? Basically what I just said. What's the oh what's that game? Hello Georges. Oh Broken Sword. Ah that is that is a good French thing. Yeah, there Broken we Sword. You no. remember, we were talking about Broken Sword. It's an adventure you know the game. the point and click game. Yeah, from the 90s. Hello, Georges. Hello, it takes George. place primarily in Paris. It's like a ah. mystery about... And he's American and the woman's French. Yeah, she is, she is hottie. Oh, okay. For a two-dimensional. I was going to say, like eight animated by Don Bluff. Yeah. Oh, cute. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. So, sorry, Steph. Yay, France. We've okay. gone with the French accents and now into the story. Okay. So now I am going to try and do like these French French names, especially. So um, I've got like little notes on how to pronounce them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so bear with us. Yeah. So bear with me. I'm going to probably slaughter the French accent completely. At least you're not summoning demons. Yeah. I mean, that was for another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we start in 1933 in Le Mans. Le Mans. Indeed. Lemon. In- let right, me. let's. We're gonna do this the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. So let's just allow Steph to mispronounce or pronounce things <laughs> as she wishes. Okay. I'm gonna try. Il français. <laughs> uh, stop it with the accent as well. <laughs> okay. Um, and we start with two sisters, Christine and Leah Papin. Um, now these two committed one of the most brutal and animalistic murders seen in France. Um, they were maids to a wealthy household. The sisters actually killed their employer, employer's wife and daughter over what seemed to be a trivial um, reason of a faulty iron. But was this really the case? Dun dun dun! <laughs> suspense. What suspense in fr- that lift? No, let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're just gonna piss Nick off more and more. <laughs> I like this All game. The <laughs> It's just we're going to get bogged down. This episode's going to be four hours long. <laughs> I'm just trying to pronounce French. Yes, it will okay. be. Now, th- this, this kind of has a bit of a, a significance because this all started on February the 2nd, which just happens to be... Stephanie's birthday. It's my Ooh. birthday. It's cute. Although I wasn't born in 1933, so... Lies. Well, I, I try. I like to think I'm not. So the crime itself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sort of like chopping in, in, in and out of this because um, I'm gonna describe as to what the crime was and then go into the backgrounds and whatnot. So bear with. We will get a, a concluded story at the end. But yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go into the crime. So on February the second, nineteen thirty-three, at the local Le Mans uh, pa- uh, police station, uh, Monsieur Lancelin and um, son-in-law Mister René. 
reported something amiss of their home. They came home to the lights off, except their sister's uh, uh, except the sister's room, which was dimly lit. So um, you can imagine um, they were quite a wealthy family. They've got a, a multi. It was a three story building, um, and uh, the sisters were in employment essentially uh, from this family as maids. The the father and the son came back and the whole house was off except for the dimly lit light at the top of the house where the sisters resided. Would that have been oh, they like were the living. maids' chambers? Yes. They were living maids. They were living in house maids. Okie doke. They attempted to bang on the door to try and get themselves in, obviously, because it's their home and whatnot. But when they answered, uh, when they when nobody answered the door um, at approximately 6.30 slash 7pm of that night time, um, uh, as he attempted to open the door, um, they actually found out that it was bolted from the inside. Um, panicked, uh, Monsoir Lancelin um, found a police officer. Uh, the police followed um, uh, uh, Lancelin to his home uh, address and gained entry by climbing over the garden wall at the back. Um, but nothing prepared him for the sight that they were about to behold. See, police used to climb over walls back in the day. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> else will understand that apart from Charlotte's sister. Yeah. Right, why? 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 Uh, she she okay. had a police officer around who refused to climb a garden wall. Oh, okay. But back in the day, 1939? They're all over it. Literally, all over Am I right? 33. 33? 1933. They climbed walls. So there we go. Proof. They were all right over there. the place. They were all over the place. So once the police officer um, eventually gained entry into the um, into the house itself, I will be going into more detail about this. Okay. Um, it, they started to look around. There was they they didn't see something anything out of the ordinary just as of yet, um, until they got to the first floor when they reached the top of the staircase where the police officer thought he saw at first. What, well, what he thought was a marble, but then on closer inspection, it actually turned out to be a eyeball. Oh, I, I thought that's where that was, that was going. Indeed. Yeah. So he was like, oh, okay. Well, that was just see that every day. WTF in 1933. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the first floor, they found the mother and daughter, Madame Lancienne and Genevieve, uh, lying on the floor with their faces bludgeoned in beyond recognition. Their eyes had been gouged out and had been found... um, So uh, uh, Madame Madame Lancelin's uh, eyes were found beneath a scarf that she was wearing and Genevieve's um, eyes were found, one at the foot and one... uh, One by the stairs, sorry, and then one underneath her body. Uh, Genevieve's legs were also notably um, deeply lacerated. Her legs were uh, so cut um, that they you could literally see the bone. And thinking that the Papin sisters had um, suffered the same fate, because obviously they, they thought it was a, a break-in, something had gone completely wrong, um, they went to go and find the sisters. However, they went up to the top floor um to uh, essentially what they were thinking would they would find um was again two more dead bodies um unfortunately um when they got to the top of the stairs um they found themselves um first of all they found them with a a locked door but again we'll sort of get into how they got into that later um when they finally opened the door um they actually found the two sisters in bed together naked oh my um, god with a bloody hammer still next to uh, on the chair next to them um with hair still clinging onto it 
they quietly confessed to the murders and were charged. As in whispered? We quietly. Did. Yeah, did like, it. I, well, it was, was me. I did I this. We. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> did you but murder they... these people? We. But were they having um, relations when they Ah, Well, we will get on to that. Oh, that's very exciting. (laughs) I'm sure it was for them too. Um, So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God. (laughs) So, what led on to this whole entire fiasco, I hear you say? Steph, what led on to this whole entire fiasco? I'm glad you asked, Charlotte. So um, I'm, this is where I'm going to get into the, like the whole entire background now. So we will we will get into the whole lead up of this whole situation. So now you've got the visuals. Let's have the backstory. I'm, yes, I'm sort of fixated on the sisters in bed with each other for some reason. That gets more. Saucy. I think that's a little bit um, male right there. Um, yes. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's a fun yes. story behind that. Okay. Nick's like, I like fun stories, especially when they include sisters well, naked in bed together. <laughs> Unless I see, uh, you're going to pull up a picture and they're going to be like 80-year-olds, aren't they? Um, no. no. Oh, okay, no. fair enough. Okay, the okay. dream's still alive. They are. Well, talking of <laughs> a picture... Wait a minute! <laughs> talking of a picture, Charlotte, would you like to get up the first one? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. well, that's, that's killed the mood a bit. <laughs> so, right in front of us, here we have, we have uh, Christine on the l- left. I really had to check that then, guys. And we have Leah on the right. Twins? No, just sisters. Oh, okay. But they were born quite close They look like uh, the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. They, they really do. do. It's the eyebrows. Mm, it is the eyebrows. Or monobrow. The, yeah. the one on the left definitely looks like Liam. He's got that sort of... Oh, she's got that sort of brooding thing going on. Yeah. Like, she's got a Neanderthal forehead. She, yeah, she's got prominent... Yeah, it's prominent. It's prominent. It's yes. We'll put these yeah. on socials. Yeah. So, born in Le Mans uh, to Clemence Derrière and Gustave Papin. That was some beautiful French again for you yeah. guys. Uh, Christine and Leah came from a troubled family. Clemence and Gust- uh, Gustave were dating, uh, but there were rumours of an affair. Um, but Clemence became, became pregnant and they married in 1901. Um, Gustave was actually really quite in love with um, with Clemence. So he was sort of like, I will try and make this work. Um, their first child was born, um, Emma Lear. So Lear, um, as it was uh, shortened down to. Um, although Gustav's, um, although it was sort of um, suspected that Clements was um, having an affair with her boss, so um, he was sort of like, "This is, I'm, I'm going to still try and make this work." But mm, even though they might not be his children, they were. Well, mm, they were. They they were said to be his. I mean, okay. but there was only speculation. There was no actual. Yes. It was just speculation at this mm, point. Yes, and they do look very similar. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do. They do look very similar. So um, after Leah was born, um, Gustav was still speculated um, and suspected Clements of her, uh, still having an affair. The one on the right actually looks like Mike Myers. Uh, Michael. No, what's Austin Powers? What's his name? Mike Myers. It is yeah. Mike Myers, yeah. yeah. Looks like him. So we've got Blur and Mike we've Myers. We've got Liam Gallagher and Mike Blur, Myers. Blur, Oasis. Oh, okay. Oh my God, Who fucking knows? What? <laughs> do, do, I'm no, not a fan. No, don't even. I'm not a even. fan. Don't even carry on with that. I mean, the haircut alone. Jesus. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, that was a disappointment, Si. I didn't think anybody else got them but me. Do not talk badly of Blur and Oasis. But the haircut... Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) 
So um, Gustav still suspected Clements of having an affair, so he actually insisted that they move. However, Clements vowed that she would um, actually commit suicide if they were to move out of Le Mans, because she was like, uh, no, it's not going to happen. Um, but because of this whole entire like fiasco, they um, their marriage deteriorated and Gustav actually began to drink heavily. When Amelia was, or Leah, was, uh, uh, was nine slash ten, Clements actually gave uh, her to the Bon Pasteur Catholic Orphanage. Mm. That was good. Um, where it was, it, it was actually discovered that um, uh, she was actually raped by Gustav. Um, oh. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a savory relationship. No. Um, she later joined the convent and actually became a nun. Oh right. So she was very up there with the big J. With um, with the big guy. The big guy. big guy. The big guy. The big guy. Take it up with the big guy. That's cute. Heaven's Gate reference there. There you go. That's cute. So Christine was born on March the eighth, nineteen oh five, and was given to a paternal uncle and aunt as um as, as her gift. Well, her mother was. So you'll find out that her mother wasn't actually very maternal, like whatsoever. She was very um passive with them. She wasn't very. Very maternal. She just wasn't a very maternal mother yeah. at in the slightest. So she became really tired. She was sort of like uh, she she said to uh, to Gustav. He was she was like I'm fed up of looking after Leah. Um, I I don't want to I don't want to keep being involved in this anymore. So she passed them to their um to their uncle, um, a paternal uncle. Um, and they lived happily. Like it was it was awesome. They yeah. they had a happy okay. life until she actually wanted to become a nun again. So um she wanted to follow in her sister's footsteps and and, and wanted to become a nun. Uh, Clements was not happy with this um, and she insisted that she actually went into work. Um, as she grew older, Christine became a good cook and if nothing, a little bit feisty. Um, as you'll see, her personality is a very interesting... Which is which again, sorry? So Christine's on the left, okay. Leah is on the right. Okay, doc. As you, I, I feel you've got a, a feel for who's the most dominant. The one on the left. Mm. Yes. There's, there's, there's that look. There's a look. Those... Those seem like separate pictures, and even in those pictures, it looks like she's got an eye on her sister. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll find that relationship is a, a very important, notable thing, as we'll get into. Body language as well. The, the sister on the right is quite slumped over, whereas the, yeah. uh, the, the girl on the um, the left is, is very upright. And That's it. She's quite you know? prominent. She faces mm. the camera, whilst the girl on the right is mm. quite like, I don't she's really particularly want to look at the camera. Exactly. Calling. Yeah, and you'll find that this, this, this personality trait is very, 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 very Clear. important to the story okay i wanted to get another very in there did you like it mm. <laughs> very much so very uh, much very very much yes. so christine um christine was seen as the feisty chi- uh, was the feisty child whereas leah was seen as more of uh, an introverted and obedient child um and was actually considered less intelligent than christine as well the sisters formed a close bond and eventually started working together in various housekeeping positions um in homes in lemons sorry what's the age difference between the two sisters um, you did say. I did say. Nine, so, one was born in 1905 and the other one was... 19... Let me find... 1901. Oh, so four years difference. Indeed, indeed, okay. indeed. Yes, 1901. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, in 1926, Christine and Leah found, the, uh, found a house uh, position at 6 Rue... Now, bear with me. Uh, Benier... We. Oui. Yep. 
for the Lancelin family. Uh, there was René Lancelin, um, a retired solicitor, uh, with his wife Leonie and their youngest daughter Genevieve. They did have an older daughter, but she was married off and, you know, boshing life in her married state and doing married things. Boshing life. Boshing life, indeed. Mm, yes. Indeed. Unfortunately, Leone uh, actually f- uh, developed depression and actually took it out on the girls. Um, and this came out in many arguments. And also she was noted for slamming their heads up against the walls as well. So it did get quite oh. um, touchy-feely. Abusive, I think is the correct word. Yes, <laughs> abusive. <laughs> touchy-feely. Very hands-on. So the events of the evening that slowly led to their demise. Now there's a couple of um, uh, of uh, a couple of uh, versions of this story, but we'll t- I'll tell you what came out in subsequent order. Mm-hmm. So as you know, Madame uh, Madame Le- uh, 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 cannot pronounce Lan- these today. Lancelot? Close enough. Lancelin family. Yeah, so Madame Lancelin um, and her daughter uh, Genevieve was found, uh, their bodies were found uh, bludgeoned to a pulp on the floor, especially Genevieve. So this is, so this is a photo of the, of the two ladies. So you've got the mother on the left, no, right, and then Genevieve on the... Matching poofy dresses. Yes, you can definitely tell that they are of a higher class. That looks quite... It looks like a Victorian photo, not from 33 or the 30s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I it mean, looks like they're dressed, they're dressed far, far um, of a different age, almost. Yeah, yeah wait, this is it. Frills, frills are about... There was frills about then, wasn't there? Was yeah, that was very... That was high class. Yeah. yeah. Like, all the frills. Because yeah. hats. For then, you don't forget, they haven't really gone through a significant war. They just had, like... The First World War. Yeah, I mean... What I mean is that they hadn't, they'd gone through, sorry, they'd gone through a significant war and it hadn't really developed any style yet because they still had to use the same products and clothing as beforehand because they didn't have the money. And then such like, because like Vogue and everything comes from France mm-hmm. and that wasn't around until like the early 40s. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be then. It wouldn't be at this point time period. It wouldn't be the forties. This the, is the thirties. Yeah, but the Germans wouldn't let Vogue. Vogue. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was the forties. Vogue was a fashion. I think house. it's the twenties. Vogue. I, th- came I don't know. I actually have yeah. no interjection on that. So your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. So I, I didn't think it was around until the forties, which is when it started becoming a fashion, like criteria such as like, and then it got pr- more prominent with like Christian Dior and stuff like that. They're not that. Yeah. But yeah, we're going off tan- on yeah, a tangent. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, mother and daughter. Fancy as fancy can be. I like that hat. It's like a flying saucer has crashed into her hair. We had to get it back to aliens, didn't we? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Was, it would have been Nicholas if there weren't aliens. Yeah, that was smooth. That was mm. very smooth. Bigger the hat, the fancier they are. The more aliens there will be. <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, Did you just say the bigger the hat, the fancier the arse? They <laughs> are. Oh, sorry. I mean, close enough. I let you off. <laughs> so again the police went down uh, to the front door to let the um uh, so it was a big fiasco really so when the um when the father and the uh, son-in-law came down um there was multiple police officers um at the scene to let themselves in um a lot of people a lot of the police officers again thought that there was um uh, that there would have been an intruder so they they took extra precautions with regards to um uh, trying to overpower people their father and son stepson was actually kept outside um because obviously once the police officer on site was just like mm, they do not need to see that no um and then the police tried to find the culprits they they went into every room the only notable um detail that they actually found was an iron that was left on an ironing board next to a wrinkled shirt 
Um, now that's 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 very interesting. We'll get onto this, but that was an interesting fact. Uh, they finally get out to the room that's on the top of the house where the um, uh, where the murder where the where the murderer where the where the, where they thought the murderers were residing with the sisters. Um, however, it was locked on the inside. The police um, shouted through the door to be opened, but there was no answer. Uh, they summoned a locksmith that actually opened the door, but um, no sound uh, from the inside still. Suddenly, they heard brakes f- uh, from the outside uh, that were scooting in, so they a lot of a lot more sort of comrades were coming in, um, and the sergeant and the locksmith arrived. They rushed upstairs to assist in the matter, but the door and um, the, they unpicked the door. Uh, the officers rushed in with guns uh, in their hand, and they were surprised to, again to find the sisters naked in bed together. Uh, Christine turned around and says, "We were expecting you." Oh my God! Is that? I've, I didn't think that would happen in real life. Somebody saying that. Yeah, we were expecting you. Maliacal laugh. Oh, it's like a, It's from James Bond, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Turns around quite naked. We've been <laughs> expecting you. <laughs> so the police officer was like, "Well, what did you do?" Um, and they replied, "They came for us. It was either us or them." Um, the police officer Chappie turned around and was like. Uh, get up, get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> he, he saw through that bullshit. He was having none of it. He was having none of your misbehaving. <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> no, get dressed. What was that? Le, that was, that le was jail cell. <laughs> bon. I don't know what bon means. Bonbon is sweeties. That's it's, a bon. I don't know. It sounds convincing. I'm making like, words now. Get in jail, sweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They asked them, "Did you uh, murder your own um, your own employers?" Um, yes, Leah reported. Um, however, she did she did eventually go. Uh, she, she was playing deaf and dumb at this point, so she was quite reclusive and was just sort of like, oh, I'm, not, "I'm not saying anything." Whereas Christine remained calm and spoke to the police uh, quite fluidly. They were quite open about this whole entire show, like shindig. Mm. Um, and again, Christine took the uh, domineering role in this. Here we go. So, Nick, would you like to describe this, the, the photo? We have a... Um, it's quite grainy. We have quite a nice rug. <laughs> it's the first very, thing my attention went to. I do. I, I, I'm, it's quite, a bit partial to rugs. I do have a passion for rugs. I have about four or five oriental rugs. Very nice. Very nice. We can talk about right. that. Right. Yep. So, time. about the bodies. So, yes. yeah. so, the bodies are ruining the rug. <laughs> I really do think. I really would say that so, it's going to be a bitch to get blood yeah. out of that oriental there's, rug. There's a lady. I assume the older lady um, further over in the frame. She's um, had her head severely um, thwarted, thwacked. Yeah, bludgeoned. Um, yeah, um, their sort of legs are exposed. You can see more of the damage on the legs of what I assume is the younger girl closer in the frame. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. And they're just dumped there in no no fashion. It's like they. They, it doesn't look like they've been placed there. It's just like they they fell there. Almost. That's it. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so this is the uh, the documentation that I've uh, that the officers wrote down on the scene um, of, of the time itself. So, uh, Genevieve's uh, body is face down, uh, right arm extended, and covered in blood. Some of her hair is glued to it, so there there was just matter everywhere. Mm. Uh, deep wounds are seen on the gluteus and calves and Mrs. Lancelin is, uh, was on her back mm. uh, legs apart um, only the right foot um, had a shoe on 
the right side of her face was completely smashed in. The eyes were removed, and there was no other recognisable facial features. Was the was the young girl's face damaged as well? Yeah, they were both they bludgeoned. Were both. It just just the way she it looks like she may have been hit on the back of the head and fell from that that kind of. No, they were both like they they were specifically targeted within the in the head region. Yeah, they're quite. Um, I mean, I guess if it was one person, they wouldn't be so close together, but they're so close to together implies that one killed one, the other killed the other. Ah, we'll Maybe get on simultaneously. To that. We will get on to that. Am I um, right? What? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah indeed, you. indeed. So um, one thing that was actually noted um, that I actually picked up in one of the documenta- documentaries was um, when they found the, the bodies previously to this picture, um, they actually found them with their skirts um, above and their their knickers. I was going to down. say that it looks like what would you call those bloomers? Yeah, they're, they're, yes. they're yeah. technically bloomers, but they, they are knickers. They even even in that state they look um, exposed. In yes, some way. absolutely. Well, they were more exposed before they took this picture. They they sort of readdressed them. Yes, for Don't this do picture. That. What? Don't do that, policeman. Contaminate in a crime scene. I mean, yeah. Well, they wanted to take a picture, I guess, and didn't want to take a their modesty yeah, yeah absolutely especially back then i know but contaminating a crime scene mm. yeah, it wasn't what it was big today. no no yeah yeah wasn't teeth were scattered everywhere as well as bone fragments uh the murder the murder weapons were a kitchen knife and a black handled hammer um the knife was found at the right side of mrs lanceline's leg um and there was also a heavy pewter pot that had blood on it too mm. uh blood was found within two meters of the parameter of this of this crime scene so you can imagine the force and the the mm. flailing about yeah of the the, the brutality of this scene yeah, it's the like splatter is that's that's quite far for a uh, quite a blood spray Hen- blood dr topic. henry lee would be impressed yeah yes. Absolutely. Um, indicating, obviously, the force of, of what was um, what was given to them. Both victims, again, so the skirts were um, were pulled down for... Uh, for uh, to Modesty state. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. But they were but, originally pulled up to humiliate them. Absolutely. Yes. Was there any mutilations to the... Genitals. Genital area? My research couldn't find anything that had genital the state mutilation. That, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm. Why have you... No, 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 no. I was wondering because oh, okay. I couldn't remember... Because well, I've it, heard of this case before. I couldn't yeah. remember if there was genital mutilation as well. That's why they left their underwear down and their skirts up to show off that mutilation. Or I, if it was just, like Nick had said earlier, yeah. it was pure humiliation. I understand yeah. the, the, the face if you... You despise somebody you want to, go, but the legs is an odd choice to to go to town on. It so makes yeah. sense in a bit. Okay. It does. There's a, lot, there's a lot. To come. Oh, okay. Fair there's enough. So yeah. this is so this is what I'm about to say is uh, Christine's recollection of the whole entire event. So um, as we'll see, this kind of changes as it gets on. But um, this is her first preliminary um, account of the situation. So. Mrs. Lancien um, and Genevieve came in at 5.30. It was dark and the shutters were closed. Uh, they were ironing, uh, but the ironing had broke the day before. The iron had actually came in uh, from the repair shop that day. Um, however, when, uh, when Christine sort of notified uh, Madame of the, of the iron still being broken, um, she reportedly was mortified, essentially. Um, they... Uh, they couldn't do the ironing so the madame was reportedly became enraged and and, an argument ensued on the first floor when christine saw madame about uh, to lunge at her because it obviously got so 
escalated quickly. She jumped at her for the first um, at, at first as self-defense and went straight for her eyes and then gouged them out with her fingers. Lear then commenced to do the same on Genevieve. Uh, the two were kneeling on the floor uh, in shock and pain, obviously, as they would be. Mm. Christine then rushed downstairs to the kitchen to grab a knife and hammer. She ran back upstairs and the two began to bludgeon their heads in. They also grabbed a pewter pot that was um, um, on the on a table on the the, the same floor um, next to them. The two swapped weapons frequently until their mistresses' um, heads were just pulps on the floor, essentially. Um, after the murders, they ran downstairs to lock the doors, closed the curtains, and they both went to the kitchen to wash their hands and then went upstairs to bed. Um, they brought the hammer with them. Uh, Christine reportedly said, I did not plan this attack. I hold no hate towards them, but I, um, I did not accept the turn of events which Madame came, uh, came at us with, with regards to the iron. I think that's, that's, you'd have to hate somebody to do that to somebody. Yeah. I mean, th- you would have to hate them. This, this, this was the thing. A lot of people were sort of like, I don't get why two maids just went ape shit. Well, if she'd been abusing them for years i assume they were there for a few years yes they were, yeah they were there yeah. They were, yeah they were there for a so while. continued every day sort of even little comments are going to build up and this is probably yeah. the result of that i'd imagine yeah well there's there's a few theories um, with regards to this hmm. um but that was definitely one of them what was the child like to them do you know have you found anything was she like um did she taunt them did she as far as as far as my research kind of there was nothing notable about the the child it was the mother that really had the yeah. depression so it was it was her and and being forcibly mm. upper class essentially i guess i suppose like yeah half to top because the thing that stands out is the viciousness to the child as well you'd yes. think it'd be saved primarily for the the mother if she was abusing them wouldn't you mm. so well, maybe it. there's I... something a bit more to it than I want to say that there's a kind of theory behind... Well, there is a theory behind this, but um, it's it's more of a what... You'll see, you'll see, you'll see. You will see what they saw and therefore paid for, essentially. Okay. There's a bit of a clue for you. So as it later transpires, uh, uh, Mrs. Lancelin actually raised her hand uh, just to slap her um, and that made them flip into this savage rage, essentially. Mm -hmm. So... Psychiatric analysis went went to town on this whole entire situation. They like were all over it because mm. nobody could really figure out why or like what sort of led to this brutality. Essentially, um, they deduced that the girl's childhood had such a, a huge impact. Uh, the the lack of maternal input from their mother forced the girls um, into a close relationship. Christine takes the domineering lead in the relationship and looks out for her sister. Uh, the Lancelins were very particular on how they wanted their house to be kept, uh, but the sisters um, applied themselves. They were completely dedicated to the the, the job, essentially. Um, they really, they just applied themselves to the job as they obviously wanted to do the best they can. Mm. They did the shopping. They basically did everything around the house. Um, however, there was no psychological imbalance that was declared um, against these uh, against the sisters, um, and they were declared as sane. Um, the only notable characteristics was how close the sisters were. Christine definitely took a, uh, took the lead, and the both uh, and both of the sisters were said to be involved. So incestually, incestually involved. involved in a homosexual relationship. Um, 
However, the uh, the two acted as one and uh, both knowingly committed the act as a mutual agreement. Hmm. Okay, Charlotte, you don't seem to be yeah, like, talking much. Okay? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, waiting for you to get to the theories bit because there's bits that I want to add as well, but I don't okay. want to, in case you've covered them in your theory bit, okay. I don't want to be like, oh, have you heard about this bit and have you heard about this bit? And then oh. you're like, yes, shush, oh. <laughs> kind of thing. Well, so I'm, I'm having, I'm keeping my mouth shut for oh, now okay. i'm not i love this story it's one of my favorites like psychological stories okay. well, so like, feel free to inter- interject yeah well no i yeah, it's wait, your wait, story wait. so okay. i'm letting you tell the story and then i can okay. add bits in okay. a bit <laughs> okay 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 so what led to such brutality aliens <laughs> yeah fit, solved done thank you very right. much okay Case that's, the over. Of, that's the end of today's episode <laughs> so we'll see you next week and we'll talk more about aliens Of course, why not? Mm. Sorry, Steph, carry on. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, speculations from experts uh, suggested this homosexual relationship between the two sisters. Uh, Madame Lancelin was suspected of knowing of this relationship Mm. and was obviously repulsed. In the 1930s, homosexuality was incredibly frowned upon, let alone ancestral homosexuality. It was a bit of a... uh -uh. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you were royalty. And it was positively well, encouraged. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Got to keep well, it. Well, not so much the homosexuality, just no, the but incest. banging your sister was. Yeah, was, got to well, keep it. Pure. The talk of the court. The other month, I say the other month, like when we first started going out. For some reason, we had a conversation. What, that we're brother and sister. No. Love is love. No, no. We found out like literally what three years ago. Yeah, three I years ago. I don't know what we found out. About. <laughs> You can marry your cousin. Oh, yes, first cousin, yes. You oh. can marry your cousin and it'd be oh perfectly legal and not classed oh. as incest. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. you're not anything, allowed to... Yeah. Anything below. I honestly thought you were going to come out with, like, he's my cousin then. No, <laughs> oh, God, do Yeah, no. We found out we're, we're an ancestry tree. That's, yeah. That's what makes our relationship so steamy. It, it's <laughs> the fact that we've been going out for three years, but we're secretly cousins. <laughs> We're not. Christ. We're not. So technically, we've got Katie coming on in a couple of weeks, which is Nick's cousin. Yeah. So if things don't work out between me and Nick, him Ew. and Katie could get married and it'd be oh perfectly legal. <laughs> this got so dark. Right. Well, they, we've talked about murder. So. We are. We are. Right. Yes. Beautiful. That's, mm. that's some great things to look forward to. There you go. <laughs> um... So yes, they were frowned upon for their, obviously their their relationship. Um, so a lot of people sort of speculated that the system, sisters wanted to tear out their judgmental eyes that caught them and then obviously ripped them out in the process. So that's where they think that the eye gouging thing came from. Yeah, it makes sense. If it's, you've, sorry, Nick. I was going to say it, it seems quite surface level though as a psychological analysis, but it it, it makes sense. Because if you think. They didn't technically pierce the eyes, which is what you see in a lot of crimes where, you know, where you put your thumbs in and you yes. punch, like, puncture in the eyeballs. Yeah. You remember that they were underneath the body yep. and by the stairs. They were intact. They were, so yeah, sorry, Steph, that's the right word. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> they were intact. So you got to think they've full on had to reach in and grab and pull them out. Mm-hmm. And that takes quite a bit like because i know that if you sneeze with your eyelids open your eyeballs fall out do they allegedly allegedly yeah. nobody's ever done it no I i'd mean, imagine go steph go um achoo. i even closed my, my yes, eyes I... for a face <laughs> <sneeze>. yeah <laughs> so but it the, the the 
muscle ligaments that attach your eyeballs to your actual skull are quite tough. Yeah. Because of that premise. So you've got to have some force on you to be able to pull them out. Yeah, yeah. And full on scoopy action yeah. as well. Gross. It's like, scoops ahoy. Ew. Gross. A stranger thing. Yeah, I know. That was a stranger thing. That was, that was cute, but not cute. That was cute in the most uncute way. But it, it makes sense as an analysis. It does. But it seems too simple to me. I don't know. Well, that, that was the theory. That was the theory that's it's, floating about. It's a th- I can't remember the guy's name, Greek philosopher. The simplest theory is usually the right theory. That wasn't a Greek philosopher. That was a 20th century scientist called Occam. Occam's razor. Yes. That's the one. Uh, that is the 19th thing. century. That's the theory. Century. Or you could quote Sherlock Holmes. The, uh, the, the, he basically, there was a quote, wasn't there? There we go. That's <laughs> wow. Sherlock Holmes quote. Inspiring, Occam's guys. razor. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Sherlock Holmes said something. <laughs> Just something that's probability. notable. <laughs> yes. The most improbable po- probability is... That the, the most simple probability is the, probably the most sensible probability. No, it's not that. It's once you remove all the... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, when you remove all the impossible, the only solution left is the pros- possible. Yeah, which doesn't really make sense in this no. context, so I don't We're know gonna why I brought it up. We're going to get 100 letters now of people like, you're quoting wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Letters. They also yeah. they also mention it in Star Trek. Spock says it. Oh really? Spock quotes Sherlock Holmes. Oh, does he? Okay. It sounds like something he would do. Yes. Sidetrack. Indeed. We could talk more about Star Trek if you'd like. I, I like mean, how aliens? Luke mentions aliens. I yeah. mentioned um. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like. And you say it's all that beautiful business. All of that so beautiful there we business. go. Yes. There we go. So back to the brutal murder. Back to the brutal murder. So um, now we're getting on to the trial. So the trial actually lasted 25 weeks and started on tw- uh, the 29th of September 1933. So as you can see, this is a very beautiful picture. Of, of the Gallagher brothers exiting Manchester Arena in 1993. <laughs> With inspe- Inspector Clu- Claude Clouseau. Clouseau, yeah. Standing there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I- at the side. Yeah. and A lady who looks like... Um, I'm the one that did it. That's what <laughs> her face says. Is it, it was me? It was. It was me. But like, look at their faces. They're like, you can definitely tell. Like the. So again, you've got Christine on the right. She's the one right at the front, isn't she? No, Christine's no. at the back. Check at the, the monobrow. So, monobrow. Yeah. And then, yeah. So you can tell, like, which one's the more stern face at this point as well. Like, you could, they've still got their personalities. I feel at this sort of point. Twenty-five weeks, though. There couldn't have been yeah. that much evidence to bring up, surely. There was a lot to. There was a lot of speculation. But they they a lot of theory. confessed. They, they did confess. Oh, so it was about their psychological state. Yes, oh, that's right. it. Okay. So, um, so yeah, the the trial lasted twenty five weeks, um, and it started the 29th of September nineteen thirty three. Uh, but Christine's increase, uh, increasingly became maddened and confessed to uh, examining professionals. Now, this is what she said. Um, can anybody see another face in that photo? Yeah, I can in the middle. It is! It's like a, a face wearing a... It's the madame oh. looking over the trial. Oh my gosh. I'm sure it it's just, just... Spooky spooks. Just a bit of wood. It is a bit odd. But it it's like still it's a, a really freaky well. face. I can see a face. You'll see... I see the witch hat as well. Yeah. I see the witch hat, but mm. also Maybe I see a piece of wood. Sorry, carry on. I, I was like, I see a face. It is a face. I see a silhouette. I honestly of a thought man. it was though when you said it, and then and now it's like not mm. weird. So yeah, guys, you'll understand what we're talking about oh, yeah. when these are up on socials. They will all be on socials. So, um, so this again, this is the the uh, the other confession uh, that 
that Christine began to sort of waffle, essentially. Uh, she admitted that it wasn't on self-defence at all, uh, but it was, an, in fact, a moment of rage. Uh, she first attached, uh, she first attacked Gen- Genevieve and tore her eyes out, and then uh, Madame Lancelin came in and, um, and then they proceeded to attack her. Um, or she proceeded to attack her. Leah then came onto the scene and then saw Madame... Uh, 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 saw Madame Lavalier, uh, La- La- Christ Almighty! Lancelin. Um, saw Madame Lancelin and um, um, and saw that she was about to get up. So Christine handed Leah the picture um, that was on the table next to her and told her to get her. Again, we're seeing this domineering uh, pattern of... Yes. Pattern. Yeah. yeah. But, like, She's the older master. sister, yes? No, Leah was. Oh, Leah, oh, right, okay. But don't forget, Leah had been to the nunnery. Yes, so which going to a nunnery is quite a submissive act anyway, because yeah. you have to follow the laws of Christ. Yes, do do do. So, yeah. uh, whilst this happened, Christine ran downstairs uh, to get the knife and hammer and uh, to slaughter them with. Uh, once Leah had heard the sisters' uh, confessions, she actually concurred at this point. So she was just like, "Yep, mm-mm, yep, yep, all happened. It's all true. It's all very." I concur. However, the the two act- the two sisters were kept apart in prison. Their relationship changed essentially. Christine was willing to take full responsibility for the murders, and Leah was uh, just an accomplice. Um, it changed from a mutual crime um, to a uh, to purely one sided. Uh, but this was uh, difficult to tell which story was actually true. This explains why it took twenty five weeks if there she we kept changing her, her tale about Indeed it. Indeed, you do. Uh, but her mental health like slowly and very much deteriorates as we as we will mm. get on to. Uh, the trial was highly publicised in every newspaper in every courtroom. Um, it was just packed. There was newspaper from local, regional, like the whole entire shebang was there. Um, at one thirty p.m. on the twenty ninth of nineteen thirty three, two uh, two drawn and frightened sisters, as seen pictured, um, walked into the courtroom. They were complacent and answered all questions, but their connection was still seemingly strong. So you can still see that they've got that connection there. Uh, now, Dr. Loguer... Yep. He's a psychologist, isn't he? Indeed he do. Uh, went up to the defence uh, to propose the notion of hysteroepilepsy, uh, which is the culprit's identity that is not one of Christine or Leah's, but in fact a third personality. So they essentially mm. came together as one personality, which is um, which is what did you say earlier? Twinning. It's UK UK psychologist and modern psychologists call it twinning, but it's also known as folodou, yeah. as in one co- combined spirit mentality. Yep. And the Spice Girls sang about it. When to <laughs> become <laughs> one. There you go. Absolutely. That's what they were talking about. Yeah. Hopefully not. Not sex. Bludgeoned and homosexuality and, and incestuality. Well, tonight's the night. <laughs> yeah, when two become one. Was it not? It was night time. Maybe it was about this. I am <laughs> never going to listen to that song the same again. There we go. Wow. You're she welcome, guys. clip right here. I didn't know they were such cultural commentators. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> about Scary the Spice history. Man. Mm. Scary Spice was into her true crime. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think Baby Spice might have been as well. Victoria, you don't you do want to trust that face. No. Just like a witch. <laughs> what? The I imagine witch of the just, West. Just looks like she's haunting. Every photo, it looks she looks like a haunting figure. Who, Victoria? Yeah. You I never see her smile. No. I've not seen one smile. I have I'm sure once, she's lovely. I'm sure yeah. she's once, lovely. when she was in Spice Girls, not recently. Oh, okay. But I have seen one smiling photo. Okay. I think, no, she was smiling in Spice World. Did she? Yeah. Did she uh, spend the next couple of months in the hospital? Because it was <laughs> some kind of trauma. 
<laughs> but made yeah. a lasting impression. Yeah. But Folo do, there is a couple of cases of it happening in modern times as well. Yeah, got him. You've got the Silent Twins, which I'll be covering in a couple of weeks. They were fun. They're based in Wales. Yeah. Up oh, in God. North Wales, which I'm not going to go into much detail. But there's also, I think it was Suffolk or Essex. There was two ladies who were immigrants and they basically, tr- you may have seen it on social media, where they tried running into traffic yeah. on a busy motorway. Oh, yes. Or a motorway over it for our American listeners is, is a highway. Yeah. And but better. Th- they were <laughs> screaming, they're after us, they're after us, please help us, somebody call the police. But they were screaming this to the police. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then so I guess there's the Manson family as well, they kind of acted as one. They acted as unit. one, yeah, but that was that's a separate that's a cult mentality which yeah. you've spoken about. Yeah. But there's, but there's a Folo do is normally just two people. Okay. Indeed, yes. Where they have a collective of one. Yeah. And they're yeah. usually relatives as well, like very no. uh, do they not? No. But they're sisters. Like the the You can be twins. you so most recorded true crime ones. Mm are sisters because they spend so much time together. Yeah. But Folo do can happen to twins. Uh, not twins, sorry. Can happen to best friends. Yes. Is they it mostly can... a thing that affects ladies? Nope. No? Men as no. well. It can okay. happen to partners, so like ma- yeah. males and like females, males and males, however. Yeah. Because when you're in a relationship, do you not find that you pick up habits that your partner has? Oh, yes. Liar. What do I pick up that you do? Habits wise, like you say, you now say certain words how I say them and uh, things like that. No. Okay, no, because you're so often. perfect. No, <laughs> but like I know for a fact that there's times that me and Steph have been and we've said the same thing without even realizing it. Yeah, simultaneously. Me and you do it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's another thing is where you can look at each other and you share that look and you know what that other person is thinking. We've done yeah. that a lot too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I- that's what Folo do is when yes. it's not in a sibling relationship. Okay. I actually have an, an example, so I'm reading a book at the moment. I know me reading a book. Check me. What is this first it's, one um, this year? It's um, is is James Patterson and it's uh, Kiss the Girls. Oh my god, I love that book. It's amazing. But basically, the two um, the two serial killers that are in that book, they um, they basically twin together because they are one mind, and then they start bouncing off each other and, and whatnot. So. Uh, a part part. Parterial, a partner crime, yeah, would be Myra Hindley and Ian Brady, Fred and Rose West. They are parterial. Yes, Folo do. There you go. Bosh. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde is another one. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jesse James and his right hand man. They were best friends. Yeah. Paul and Barry Chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Chuckle Brothers. Yeah. uh, Not Bonnie and Clyde. Um, There's a lot. Fred and Ginger West? No. What did I say? No. I got two people mixed up. You completely... Fred and Ginger West. Laurel and Hardy is another one. Even that they weren't true crime, but Laurel and Hardy is another one. Yeah. Where they become like one. Yeah. To become one. So yeah, it happens. So it does happen, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a person that's um, acquired by one that is led to an extreme fit of that 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 they say uh, led to this extreme fit of violence in this case especially. Okay. <laughs> so um, so papers also uh, run this little theory in as well. So again, like I said, the papers were really involved in this. They were like on it, and one of the theories that they uh, proposed uh, were well uh, as a motive behind this was a uh, was a story of class oppression. 
So mm. as we said earlier, uh, the sisters were of a lower class, working for a well-respectable higher class, and was abused by uh, was abused by um, what well, was abused in the process, um, and became a social class crime. Uh, they woke up every day to to serve and be abused by this family, um, and was a high. They were a higher ranked um, family, and they just eventually flipped. Although the Lancelin's um, lawyer struggled. Um, struggled uh, they, he shrugged this off um as they were fed they were housed they were paid 150 francs a month so you That's know quite a lot back yeah, then they were looked after but they were also beaten they were also beaten yeah so they were mistreated they were mistreated so they're, they're, but this is what their lawyer was using as a defense but the thing is were they well, is that a stimulation of what they're saying to make it justifiable for well, what we, they did? We don't know. We could go either way. We've only heard one report that they yeah. were beaten. We haven't heard anything to say that they weren't. So yeah. I guess you can only what go did on that. that? What did the um, the husband say on that? What do you mean? What did the husband say on that? Did I'd he say that they lie. were like the girls were like mistreated or stuff? He's not going to say anything bad about his dead wife. Yeah. Is he? No, so I, I doubt he would say anything. I couldn't find anything girl. that specifically he said as an account as to yeah. what happened. Um, all that all that was sort of said that that she had depression and had a a, a rage, a rage, yeah. a rage. She, he did acknowledge that she was she was rageful. depressed. Yeah. Oh, okay. But being so, depressed doesn't necessarily mean oh, no, you're no, violent. No, 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 no. But Steph just said that she had a rage. So yeah. that's more bipolar. Well, it's... it's but it yeah, was just yeah, acknowledged. That, it's it me picking niches, nick, like, things, sorry. Yeah, it was acknowledged that, yes. that she had so a... So it's not far-fetched that they were abused physically, yeah. I don't think. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there were. Uh, uh, therefore, the as 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 far as the, uh, the lawyer was concerned, there was no excuse and um, he he basically went for a no mercy kind of plea. Uh, the notion of twin deuterium still resounded. So sentences was announced after 40 minutes of deliberation from 25 the... days down to 40 minutes. Yeah. After deliberation from the, from the jury, um, the, uh, the, the chappy that's uh, from the jury that was sort of given his final statement said to have no pity for these vicious eye gougers. <laughs> well, that's a statement. Well, yeah, <laughs> you got to come up with like a catchphrase, haven't you? Like, that's, that's what? If, the, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Yeah. So he's yeah. come up with what eye gougers? Uh, have no pity for these vicious eye gougers. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's snappy. Mm. Um, Christine was sentenced to death by beheading in the Le Mans Town Square, um, and Leah was sentenced to ten years to hard labour and twenty years exile. Uh, the case was closed at 1.30 a.m. the next morning. However, on January the 22nd in 1934, the prosecutor of uh, Le Mans changed Christine's sentences to a hard labour for life. But Christine put herself into such a state of starvation, she refused to to talk, essentially. Um, on May the 12th, um, a prison doctor required a psychiatric evaluation as Christine, um, she, as she basically descended into madness. Uh, she moved to uh, now Sem Malin Asylum, uh, where again she didn't eat or talk. Uh, Christine believed that she shouldn't be living, essentially, because she was a sentence to death. So she basically thought she was living on borrowed time um, and was very much accepting of her fate that she was going to die. Um, she enters a state of schizophrenia and refused to... Um, or, like, she refused to. So they actually got Leah in to try and, like, talk some sense into her. But Christine even 
like she didn't even acknowledge that that was her she didn't even recognize her so she'd got herself into that much of a mental state that she was like that's not my sister i don't know who that is get her away and stuff like that Mm. um unfortunately however on may 18th 1937 she dies from now nutrition so Lyra um, adopts to her life in prison. She was quite content about all of this. She becomes a cleaner and writes to her mother frequently. Uh, she's seen as a gentle, uh, a, a gentle woman and not a threat at all. And then again on February the second, it's just all happening on February the second, including a really good birthday. <laughs> hint hint guys I mean, hint, yeah. hint yeah it's coming um in 1943 at the age of 31 uh leah was released oh. uh she goes to live with her mom and rebuilds her life so uh if you would like to go to the last image please oh no no oh there we go oh i got excited then uh, that was yeah. a that was a screenshot from blade runner <laughs> she yeah. had a sex change and got a trench coat <laughs> um um and yeah so she started to rebuild her life on july 4th 2000 july the 4th 2001 she dies at the age of 89 so this is that's her picture there at the age of 89 uh taking with her the mystery and the motive of this crime dun 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 drop the mic and that's the end of the story chaps yeah yes it was a good one it was yeah. very good. Uh, I've never heard of that one before. It was a definitely an interesting one to go into. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I just it fascinates me like all the minds and stuff and the yeah. fact that she went into a mental institute and had a schizophrenic episode, which yep. kind of proves that there was mental illness in there in the yep. first place because you can't just switch on psych like a psychopathy just like that. Yeah, but I want to say that it was very much induced yeah. by herself because like she put herself into a, this crazy black hole. Yes. But you've got to have something there for it to induce. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of theories floating around on yeah. this one. Is, is there any that you guys think are the most prominent? Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> so I am assuming that people saw bright lights in the skies um, the Over days the before this. Yeah, this happened. Absolutely. So what I think happened <laughs> is that the two sisters were in fact alien agents from the planet. Zulu. Zagongu. Absolutely. Because all of them start with Z. Mm, yes. And the, the, um, the homeowners were, in fact, Earth Defence Force agents who had discovered that their maids were, in fact, aliens. I'm sorry, guys. And... <laughs> I'm really sorry. He does this in regular life. I'm wasted. Not just on... <laughs> Not Your just on podcasts. On this, this is everyday regular life. This happens. Aliens did it. Right. But no. <laughs> I mean, mm. it it seems that they they probably got pushed too far. They probably had, uh, especially Christine. I mean, the ancestral relationship. Yeah. Uh, goes towards that they had some kind of mental instability anyway existing. Um, but that maybe they just got pushed too far. Maybe the, yeah. the the lady of the house was not too not too nice to them. Yeah. And they just flipped. Something yeah. Flipped inside them. From what I've read and documentaries and stuff that i've watched and that um they attack the little girl because you asked earlier why her legs were cut up yes there was a lot of and they attack the little girl secondly so they attack the mom no i thought steph said that the girl got attacked first there was there was different there was different so from what i can remember reading and watching and that is that they attack the little girl secondly because they attack the mom the little girl then heard the mum's cries after the, her eyes had been gouged out. Yeah. As you would. 
And then the little girl come running in to see what's the matter. Because she wasn't really a little girl. She's, I think, 13, 14? Yeah, she was like low teens. Yeah. And she obviously screamed, I'm running, I'm going to go get the police or something like that. Oh, no, like, you're not going to run away. And then started, because to do leg wounds, it's quite predominantly a, to stop mobility. Yeah. Incapacitate. Yeah. Thank you, Steph. So, and that's why, and then they. Yeah, but that's a lot. That's just vicious. That's just. And then it yeah, there turned, was excessive. And that's then right. it turned into a viciousness of it. So maybe the first lot, again, speculation and from what I remembered, is that the first one was a, no, you're not. And then it was like, well, that was easy. And then they started doing Keep more going. of it. And then by this time, the the woman is like, the girl's probably screaming. Mm. And so one of the sisters rips out her eyes because she's like, well, you can't tell what you can't see. Mm. And then the mother's then obviously fighting back a little bit to try and save the daughter. Stranger didn't do anything to the, the mother's tongue if she was constantly berating them and they gouged That's out her eyes. That's why I don't think mm. it was so as severe as Because if the eyes, out, the eyes are a point of contention for them, the, yeah. the tongue is going to be as well. Yeah, which is why I don't think it's a they were abused as much as they said they were. Yeah. There is also reports that I've read that they their mother was quite, like Steph said, not maternal at all. Yeah. Mm. And they then started looking at Mrs. Lancelot, Madame Lancelot, as a mother figure and they called her mama okay and they wrote letters to friends and family about mama who was mrs lancelot and they'd get told off like usual Mm. and the little girl used to take the mickey oh you're not really mama mama is not really yours stuff like that and so it was more of an anger and viciousness that the the mother in her depressed state was less attentive to them mm-hmm. and less nice to them because she berated them like, you're not doing a good job. Mm. This is what I'm expecting of you. This is what I'm paying you. Yep. Do yep. your job. And they didn't like that because it wasn't the woman that they were used to. But like Steph said, the the real ins and whys and hows and doodahs died with died. this lady. Yeah, it, yeah, it's all speculation. And I'd read all those theories Steph had said as well, but that's also another prominent theory. Yeah, yeah. there's it's, a lot. It's quite murky. It's quite I want to I want to say, like, the eye gouging thing. I, wa- I really want to say that that was to, like, I, the le- it lends itself to that sh- she saw something. Yeah. And mm. they were like, mm, you can't, you, I'm not, you're not going to see that anymore. Specific. Yeah. It was specific. a very specific mutilation. And, yes. if, and like Nick pointed out, like the tongue would also be... Yeah. And to humiliate them as well. Yeah. I mean, like I actually read down. something as well. That like this is... At the time, it was the only case of eye gouging in France. So it's very specific, very localised, and it's kind of the one thing that made it as famous as it is. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So. Okay, shall we take a quick break and then come Indeed back? Indeed I think we shall. Wiggle. Yep. Okay, so we're back. Hello. 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 So <laughs> this is part two of the the story that I was conversing last week about Luca Magnotta and the death of Lin Jun. Yes. So just to summarise last week, if you haven't watched, watched, if you haven't listened, if you haven't listened to part one of that last week's episode, I'd strongly recommend going back and doing so. Otherwise, this yeah. has no context whatsoever. It will go completely over your head. Yes. So, But to summarise, on the 25th of May 2012, Luca Magnotta had killed Lin Jun in his apartment in Ottawa, Canada. He then posted the video to the website bestcore.com and the video is titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. 
showed him brutally murdering Lin, uh, cutting him up, having his dog eat part of him, mm-hmm. um, then having sex with the corpse, Let's, cutting his head off. Yeah, that let's kind of thing. be honest. Steph went home and watched the video. I did. I need. I know you told me not to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I highly tell recommend. You not to. Yeah. I, I <laughs> highly recommend anybody I out recommend. there listening. Don't watch it. No, it, it's not the most. It was. It was fucking brutal. Well, there's some videos like. we're going to talk about that even I won't watch. I really. Yeah. Uh, and I have watched. Really? I, I refuse to watch them. Oh, they're, 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 um, yes. So, come. But you, you obviously found it quite disturbing. Yeah. you said they were that those images are burnt into my retina. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Sorry Amen. To thank him for that. So he then sent he uh, dismembered Lynn's uh, body and sent severed hands and feet to political offices and schools and dumped the torso out the back of his apartment, including notes, bizarre ram when well, they're rambling, they were quite short, but nonsensical notes with these 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 pieces of uh, body parts. And he was now on the run. Uh, he'd escaped Canada and he was at Paris Airport. So that's where we left him yeah. last time. So. We're going to talk today about... Well, we're talking about a lot of things. But we're going to start off who, who he was, who Luca Magnotta was. Okay. So he was born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman in 1982 wow. in Scarborough, a suburb of Toronto in Ontario, Canada, to Anna Yorkin and Donald Newman. He was named after Clint Eastwood and Kirk Douglas, hence the sort of long-form name. Uh, they were his father's favourite actors. Makes sense. Yes. This is why you don't let the fathers name the babies. <laughs> so this on the left there, again for socials, that's Anna and um, Don. And on the right hand side is Eric as a, a baby a really boy. cute baby photo. Yeah. It's not, it's fugly. Even Hitler was cute as a well, I don't find babies cute. I imagine Hitler would be perceived as a cute baby. Yeah. But they don't fool me, I see through their facade. So Anna and Donald had gotten together really young, meeting on a blind date when they had both just started high school. And by 16, Anna was pregnant with their first child. Having no money, they had to move together in, uh, move in together in Donald's parents' basement. Anna, Anna's parents had disowned her and there were no support whatsoever. She also quit school to raise their first child and they were very thankful for the space that Donald's parents had given them. And here they would have three children, including Luca. Luca would be the middle child. But it's it's not the ideal place to raise a family in a basement of no. your, your in-laws or parents, I guess, at all. But Donald described it as a happy time together there in that house, and they were doing as best as they could. But when Anna reconnected with her parents, things started to deteriorate, because obviously they, they didn't approve of the relationship whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Donald said in Luca's trial, talking of Anna's parents, quote, there was a lot of trouble. They... Um, sorry, sorry. There were problems. They didn't like me. They thought I was a terrible person for getting their daughter pregnant, which I guess is the usual reaction. Uh, really, it's quite a common reaction yeah. to somebody who gets uh, yeah. your sixteen-year-old daughter pregnant. Yeah. How old was he? Was he sixteen as well? No, he was a year older. If oh, I'm getting okay. that correct, so seventeen. If I'm getting that correct. Uh, this time, both Anna and Donald started to drink heavily because they were having arguments about this um marital yeah because she was reconnecting with her parents uh it started to cause strain on the relationship the constant bickering about the opinions of anna's parents um and the, the, there was her parents were trying to convince her to leave him to, oh, okay. to take the children come to their house that yeah. kind of that kind of beautiful business hmm. Cute. Uh, around this time donald Ste- would Steph, um, do you think it's aliens 
Not yet. Yeah. Although the next part might tie into that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so they've decided they're both heavily drinking at this yeah. point. They're both still young as well, so they're, yeah. they're, they're still in their late te- early to I late teens. I think the drinking point. age in Canada is a bit like ours. Yeah, it's it is. Not, I, I don't th- think it's 21. I think like it's America. even more lenient than ours, actually. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I think you can have a beer when you're 16. Well, you can I technically have that. a drink over here when you're 13, no, as but long I, as it's with a meal. I was reading yeah. a story on Reddit the other day, I swear, I swear in the story, that you can have a beer when you're 16. And but you have to wait till you're eighteen to have a harder spirits. Okay. It's not like a flat rate like it is in the UK. Yeah. Um also around this time, Donald would begin to start hearing voices, a symptom of paranoid schizophrenia which he would later be diagnosed with. Mm, fair enough. But Donald tried to make things work. He uh he sought advice, he went to medical people and, and got treatment for this. He worked hard and despite all the problems, managed to save enough to afford to move the family out of the basement and into the place of their own with the three kids, thinking maybe it would give them a fresh start, you know, like uh, yeah. take them out of that environment, get them away from, although Donna's parents weren't causing trouble, but it'd, it'd get away from Anna's parents, maybe show them that he was uh, supporting and, yeah. so and do that kind of thing. Yeah, and for a while it seemed to work. Although as time progressed, it was clear that Anna also had some serious mental problems developing as well. No. Um, if you go to the next one. So that's uh, Anna. This is a later photo. Okay. Which is, um, I don't know, it's there's something about an old older lady with a sparkly sloganed uh, yeah. tank top, isn't and the extensions Large, and hooped earrings. Hoopy so yeah. she... And, um, and the chest tattoo. Yeah, the butterflies are an interesting yes, addition. Yes, they are. And, and in very and classy... F- if, you've, yeah. if you go to the next photo, in very classy fa- fashion, she would later write a book called uh, My Cut Son the Killer. So she very much cashed in on this. Wow. Yeah. She uh, So when they, were, they moved to their new house, she developed obsessive-compulsive disorder and would constantly clean the house. Luca would describe his mother as a germophile. Okay. She would make the small children wait outside for hours until everything was spotless and orderly. The children were constantly harangued for their dirtiness. And one time she even placed the children's pet rabbits in the freezer and killed them because she thought they were unclean. Oh. Which is... is wow. Well, that, yeah, it took a turn then, didn't it? Yeah, that's, that's that flop- escalated quickly. Flopsy <laughs> and dopsy in the freezer. Oh, my gosh. She didn't want them being around other children, so they were homeschooled by her. They had no social contact with, with other children, really, at all. And her friends and led, by all accounts, apart from each other, the three brothers, had uh, a very isolated and lonely existence in that house. But the house was soon to go, as Donald could not earn enough to afford the rent, the mortgage payments, and they were evicted. So it must have been... Pretty hard for those those three small kids to to move into this nice new place and then mm-hmm. pack their bags back to the basement. You go kind of kind of job. So they went back to the basement after that. Yeah, so they'd stay okay. with Donald's parents periodically, or even worse, they went over to Anna's parents' okay. house. I don't, uh, is this Luca in the picture? Yes, that he is has Luca. Fabulous eyelashes. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's got don't give him compliments. No, we, we, his eyelashes. So it was, yeah, so they'd spend time back at the Donald's parents' house, but they go to Anna's, and obviously there's still a lot of contention there with they don't like Donald. And um, the young Luca, uh, just 10 at the time, um, would end up living with Anna's parents permanently with his two brothers when his parents finally had enough of their relationship and separated. The problems just became too much in that relationship. They, they, they went their own ways. Okay. His grandmother, Phyllis, Anna's mother, was not a nice woman. Uh, she would mercilessly beat the children, especially Luca's older brother. Oh, but yeah. she and Luca's 
Um, but she and Luca's cousins, who also lived there, the cousins sort of stayed there from time to time, they would constantly call Luca faggot and bully him harshly as he was quite a sort of an effeminate child. Mm. So he had a real harshness of that. But at least he had some escape as he was sent for the first time to Charlottetown Junior School, his first real chance to meet and be around kids his own age. Yeah. Which he'd never obviously done before. His classmates found him odd. Oh, and we'd constantly, probably because he hasn't been socialised at all with other children, and we'd constantly find it funny the stories he would tell about himself, and this is going to be a very repeated pattern throughout his life. He would tell them he was special because he was named after movie stars, so that was one of the first things he told these children. Okay. And he would constantly tell lies about his great, how great his life was or what he'd been up to. So even from a young age, he was very much prone to bullshit. Yeah. And this, again, is going to play an important role. Uh, but when the the kids called him out on that bullshit, told him he was a liar, he'd fly into fits of rage. When he was 12, uh, actually, he was questioned on something he said, a story told about his life by the teacher. So Luca picked up a chair and threw it across the room at the teacher. Oh, wow. Uh, and also when in these uh, ragey fits against something that he did carry on, a behaviour he'd carry on, he'd start punching himself repeatedly in the face, just over and over again. Himself? Sort of, yes, he'd sort of... What would it be called? Like a... Um, Self-inflicted... Yeah, punching <laughs> in the face. Yeah. That's how he, he 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 dealt with rage or taking it out on himself oh, wow. as well. A lot of people with antisocial personality disorder do do that. Yeah. As okay. well as he probably has seen his father do that in his having a schizophrenic moment. Right. Because people with schizophrenia do that as well because it's an excess of energy. Yeah. And it's as if to say this is what i've heard about schizophrenia i don't know if it's the case and if i'm wrong please correct me but they're basically punching themselves to get the voices out Mm. as such so in his mid to late teens he realized he was bisexual uh in a small town in ontario canada well in, in any small town really that can't be much of an easy thing you've got no opportunity to express that uh, people tend to be more conservative in in smaller yeah, towns indeed. and he'd spent the last few years being beaten bullied and called faggot by his grandmother and cousins so he, he learned that it wasn't the best environment to be bisexual in so it must have come as a great relief when his par- grandparents and his parents finally separated themselves and he got the chance to escape he moved to Lindsay, ontario to stay with his other grandmother doug's uh, sorry, Don's mother. Not a big city and still another small town, but a better home environment and maybe a chance to reinvent himself. The kids and his previous school didn't like him at all. So he had a new set of environment to yeah. to take charge of. So he attended Weldon Secondary School and made a couple of close friends, actually. So if you... Next one, please. So this is the yearbook photo of him. Oh, wow. Uh, so he'd be, what, 16, 17 in this photo? Okay. Strong I'd say style. about that, yeah. 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 But he didn't really get on well. He was he was a tryhard, and when it when it came to impressing people in particular, um, say so he was in middle school, and the people uh, his classmates could see through it. He was changing his hair every week from bleach blonde to jet black, jet black, jet black, and he sort of cultivated this um, effeminate, um, outrageous personality for himself. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's drastically changed, hasn't it? He? He's very yeah. more, much more flamboyant. Yeah. He's, um you can definitely, do, he's, yeah, he's definitely probably got been those. watching you quite a lot of Eminem videos. <laughs> the colour is hair. Uh, yeah, as but well as you can definitely because his eyebrows are quite yeah, I was tailored. Say, yeah, yes. it's very his feminine side is coming out. It's yeah. not because yeah. his skin, skin, yeah, his skin is very, very 
clean. It's very absolutely But fabulous, you can kind of it? look yeah. at him and know that he's annoying, can't you? <laughs> yeah, and you can yeah. also... I'm not stereotyping gays at no. all, but you can look at him and tell him that that's his sexual orientation. Yeah. Well, he was bisexual. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't... He looks like gay. he's doing like the full camp hand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, but he, re- he really played on it. Yeah. So most of his bullshit at this time was centred around his sexual conquests. Okay. How many people he'd slept with, what he'd done with them, that kind of beautiful business. I've actually mm. write that kind of beautiful business. Oh, you actually have. Oh, that's cute. So about 18 or 19, um, like his father, he starts to hear voices in his head. Uh, a sign that he'd inherited his father's schizophrenia, which schizophrenia can be yeah. passed on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. But he saw some kind of help for it and was medicated to some degree for it. He graduated, but had enough of small-time Canada, and on doing so, left his family behind and moved Toronto, to Toronto, which isn't too far away from this small town, but it's the big city. Yeah, more opportunities and such. Yeah, and he wouldn't have much contact with members of his family from then on. This was his escaping. Yeah. In Toronto, he decided he wanted to start making a name for himself. He was vain, narcissistic and forceful, taking or creating any opportunity to make himself into the star. Steph, what job role do you think he would have? What do you mean? What job role do I think he would have? Nick, go through those traits again. So, yeah, so... Through his teens, he started showing uh, his profile was that he was very vain, narcissistic, forceful, seeking centre of te- attention, and uh, taking or creating any opportunity to make himself such the, the centre of attention. So, what job do you think he would have been perfect for? Um, he's gone into beauty, hasn't he? Has he gone into beauty? Mm, no. Pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, he wanted to be the star like those parents, the, the, the stars that his parents had named him yeah. after. He saw that almost in his destiny. That uh, he was destined to be this famous person. Artist. But famous for anything. Okay. Famous for anything. Um, so, once he got to the city, he... he I mean, he's, he's a good-looking guy, isn't he? I mean, yeah. yeah. He's, he's well kept. We hate saying it, but yes. No, but he, he is. He's well he's, kept. He's, he's not an ugly chap. So he turned to modelling. Oh, yes. there we, we go. go. Hence what so I was getting at. We've got some okay. photos of his modelling career. You're going to use quotation oh, marks. Fucking These hell. are so... <laughs> he just looks like a cunt. Yeah. Like an absolute cunt. He looks like the kind of person that in their house would have a picture, a painting of themselves above oh, the Oh, wait till we get to that. Oh, we got really? Wait till we get that. <laughs> above the fireplace, but yeah. just like, I'd see it. It's just so cringe, isn't it? Is. It is. It's, it's so like, 90s. If you go as to well. the next one, there's a few of these. There he oh, wow, is. Wow, Shirt and Backstreet Boys, it sort really of classic is. look there. Next one. Full on white. There we go. Oh, he's, cool. a bit, he's a bit mysterious I in that one. I want a bit of chest. it my way. Why is it with models, uh, amateur models leaning up against trees I mean, there's always one in that safe, portfolio I, I think there's another one Charlotte there he is looking oh. a bit what Frank Sinatra yeah <laughs> what, what, what was it a frilby was it what a dickhead <laughs> <laughs> next one frilby frilby there's there another go. oh no go back one sorry okay yes but this fact is though that he all I can think of is mate you're wearing pink lip lip gloss. yeah yeah as he's got that going on oh my god well. yeah of course oh my god and I as yeah. a 90s girl yeah remember wearing Sparkly pink lip gloss. Yeah, it made a it made a comeback quite recently. Actually, it did. did it? Yeah, it did. Frosty well, that was lips. Binned for the rest of history. No, not at all. And what was the other thing that came back? Um, frosted tips. Frosted tips. Yeah. And there was another. There we was saw a, a weird woman the other day with like pigtails. It was very nineties and a bum bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta get. But the her bum bag in. was really cute, and I wanted it. Um. It was like a black cringy. cat. 
It was cringy. And it had a face, and the ears were like the bit that like zipped up, and I was like, I can't I really I want mean, it. It's a cute design, but it's still a bum bag. <laughs> I, know, I wouldn't wear it. I just hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he had this modelling, or was trying to uh, craft this modelling career. Okay. To, quotation marks. Excuse me. What's it? So to make uh, his modelling um, business, <laughs> we say modelling very yeah, loosely. His his being a cringy twat. Yeah. Career wasn't doing the best. <laughs> so to make extra money, he turned to the seedier side of that industry, working as a stripper in a gay bar and working as an escort where he yeah. used the name. I was going to say, being a stripper in that CD because that takes fucking dedication. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of guts that go into What do you do this? as a male stripper? Just waft your bollocks. But I feel <laughs> sorry for every male stripper out there because women... Yeah, they're vicious. And I am a woman. They are fucking vicious. Are fucking vicious at yeah. girls' nights. They are horrible. You, yeah, go, to a, you go to a, like, a, a gentleman's strip club yeah. a hushed quiet about it and it it's respectful i yes yeah. i have been to one they're respectful and for the most part of, of course <laughs> you're gonna have women showing your tits in your face but that yeah. but a hen, pa- hen party's like oh my god cock and balls yeah in male <laughs> strip clubs is like no touchy yeah which and the men they perfectly deal with that yeah, yeah, yeah. for the most and, part for the yeah. most part, unless you're really fucking drunk and then you're a dickhead. Yeah. But women on girls' nights are like, oh my god, a penis, I'm going to touch it. Ah, ah. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, fuck off. Respect the I've, person. I can't say I've actually ever been to a strip club, you know. Yeah. Ever. I've like, been to... I've, I've been to, to both. And I, I've never been to a male strip club for I obvious have, reasons. As a 100% woman would rather go to and go and see tits. Yeah, I mean... Tits are pretty. The closest Cock I've got is Magic are. Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, because that's tasteful, and yeah. it's Channing Tatum, it so we're good. Tatum. Yeah, right. we'll do with that. Anyway, he was working as an escort as well and calling himself a Jimmy. Jimmy. I imagine he said it like that. A Jimmy. I'm a Jimmy. <laughs> you got to say in a little bit of a French accent, though. Jimmy. I'm a Jimmy. Jimmy. What a dickhead. Yeah. All I can think of right. is Jim will fix it. And no. no he's not far off. Yeah. He's not far off. Anyway, um, that was doing all right, his, his escorting, and he moved then on to pornographic films. Of um, course. Gay films where he would often be cast as a straight, innocent boy um, turned by the older man. So ah. I haven't watched these films. If you type in Luca Magnotta porn, you get a lot of cock. <laughs> Nick, I've, <laughs> I've I've taken some sensible screenshots of the okay. sort of the sort of story. So Ooh. this is him. This is I mean, I'm like, a dirty boy. Yeah, it's, it's just like I'm going to give you out. the fucking website for this. It's daddymugs.com. Yeah, that's one of them. I mean, Christ, and his t-shirt. And there's oh, another oh, one. Oh, oh, is I'm that just, him? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm just fixing your drink. <laughs> I'm saving you from a wasp. <laughs> That's gone down your trousers. But anyway, he did some porn. Okay. He did yeah. some porn. Yes. But he um but he was proud of that and he would introduce himself to people as a porn star. That okay. was something that he, he really took in as yeah. part of his identity. I mean some people are proud of being a porn star. I mean yeah, And you can earn a pretty penny from like that. a yeah, beautiful living. Yes. Yeah. Especially the ladies and and that's Probably Great for the men as well. No, the men are paid. It's, it's one of the few industries, you know, they're, they're, they're really paid less than women. Oh, okay. Really paid less than women. Women, come looked- on, girls. <laughs> but um, but because it's him, it's worse. Yes. Yeah, but he only absolutely. did a couple and or, or a handful, and it wasn't the biggest part of his life. But he really, <laughs> it wasn't the biggest part uh, of his life. Was it? it was a handful, <laughs> was it? Very good. But he 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 really went with this. 
and thought, yeah. ooh, I've got an edge to myself now. <laughs> but in 2004, he first caught the attention of the Toronto police. He befriended a 21-year-old woman with the mental capacity of a child, oh, eight to 12 man. years of age, and through manipulating her, convinced, convinced her to apply for credit cards and then racked up $10,000 in unpaid bills on luxury items. He was basically trying to create a lifestyle for himself, or at least the image of one. Um, to those around him, and he just manipulated this 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 poor, poor mentally girl. handicapped girl. Uh, there were also claims that he also he sexually abused the girl, but the police would later drop the charges due to lack of evidence. How old was she again? Sorry, she was twenty one, but she had the mental age of a twelve year old, eight to twelve year old. So there was there was Alec, there was there was some evidence that he sexually abused her, and I think the girl said he sexually abused her, but there was a lack of evidence, okay. and so they dropped the charge. It would later be argued that the police dropping the charge would be a pivotal moment for him mentally because it would show him that he could get away with that yeah. type of crime uh, of that nature and this would have increasingly worse effects on his character and actions as we, we go forward from here. Yeah, It's like going back to the Mary Bell ga- case that the no repercussions is a repercussion mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because yep. it's, what is it, negative reinforcement and then positive yeah. reinforcement. And he's just had positive. a positive reinforcement yeah. for his negative action. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, but he was found guilty of the, of the fraud. He wasn't sent to prison and was given a 12-month probation and nine-month community service. The judge was reasonably lenient um, because his defence lawyer had shown the court records of his mental health. His symptoms were now beginning to show more and his schizophrenic episodes were getting worse still claiming that he could hear voices but then his voices started he claimed to give him instructions Mm. the judge said to him and this is a quote from that that hearing quote you have a medical problem and you need to always take medication if you do not your life is going to get messed up oh wow that's a weird thing for a judge to say but it's quite matter of fact i guess yeah so the same year as this court case, he got his first big break. Another time we're going to use quotation air quotation mm-hmm. marks. He appeared in Fab Magazine, a gay, a gay glamour publication with the caption that his name was Jimmy. He was using that for this. And uh, he was Russian and hoped to one day become a homicide detective. Wait, what? That was like his bio in this thing. And he would proudly show it to anybody who would he'd come across thinking he was now on his way, but people must have been like, okay. Mm-hmm. Because what, it's just have just, a magazine on him? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> if you go to the next slide, it's just like a tiny little photo in oh the, one of the back pages of this. But he really thought this was it. All I'm I on the way. think of is him walking down the street and showing an old granny, look, I've been a fat boy. But he, he thought he was on his way. But he was, he was saying he was Russian. Where, where can I meet a sexy senior? Is that what it says at the bottom? I yeah. think it does. Oh my gosh. Okay, fun, fun. Um, da, 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 da. His eyebrows are getting bigger and bigger each photo you show. Yeah, but yeah. The, in the 90s they did start to get more defined mm, instead yes. of less there's, arched. There's defined yes. and sponsored by Nike. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so one of his lies at this point that he was creating, he had this, this group that he would hang around with in the gay scene of, of Toronto, that he was the son of a Russian mafia boss. Of that course. was his thing. And because of the negative association uh, with the conviction, he legally changed his name from Eric Newman to Luca Rocco Magnotta. Uh, so this is when he changed... That's particularly Russian, that's more Italian. It is. Yeah, yeah it is, for it's some strange. reason. I think he chose Rocco because of Rocco uh, Siegfried, Stigfried, who's a, a famous porn star. Yeah. Okay. I think he or chose that. Sylvester Stallone's character. Rocky. Yeah, maybe. Early in 2006, Newman met Barbie, a transgendered woman, and they began dating. Uh, this is a quote from her. 
quote, He said he wanted to be famous one day. She recalls his apartment looking like a shrine dedicated to himself. Ah, there we go. There we go. Quote, he would always beg me to take pictures of him. Every single part of this apartment was covered in pictures of himself. Oh. So if you go to the next picture, I think there's a photo of him and Barbie. Yes, that's Barbie on the right and there he is on the left. Okay. Now they're becoming more (coughs) Russian, the eyebrows. They are. (laughs) So struggling to get anywhere with anything, he was living... Uh, beyond his means, he wasn't making that much money from getting wanked off by elderly gentlemen in porn films and his modelling quotation marks. Where did the limo come from, though? Because they were... probably she probably paid for it. I'd yeah, imagine. rented it, kind yeah. of thing. Or that, limo. that wasn't even there. Somebody just got out and they decided, <laughs> quick, get in front of it. I'll just take a there photo. There are people that do that. I bet though. there are. Yeah. He's yeah. one of them, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so struggling to get anywhere, he he, he claimed bankruptcy. And he um, really played on the fact that he was mentally on, on the grounds that he could get a more lenient settlement. He was probably in so much debt because he had started to become obsessed by this point with plastic surgery procedures, beginning to remodel his entire face, especially wow. his lips, his brows, his cheeks. His life seemed to be complete, uh, to completely revolve around his self-image at this point. Right. In his constant search for fame, he auditioned for a TV show called Cover Guy, a show about gay single men. He told the judges, this was in his audition... Some people say I am devastatingly good looking. <laughs> How can you Who be says devastatingly good looking? Do you say that to yourself in the mirror? <laughs> I am devastatingly good looking. Apparently, you said that. So, if we can actually watch good. that. We're going to watch that audition tape. So, if oh, you bring wow. it up. Um, awesome. Hi, my name is Lou Luca. Magnot is my last name. M A G N O T T A. Hey, Luca, how are you today? Good, how are you? Thank you. All right, definitely. John, I have a very deep voice. A lot of people tell me that, actually. So how do you get your voice so deep? How do I get my voice so deep? Practice makes perfect, right? You've got kind of a Ryan Philippe vibe going on. A lot of people tell me that. Like, they remind me of, like, 54, that uh, movie, you know? Yeah, he's obviously one of my favorites, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's a good... I think that your body is a little bit... I used to be really overweight, to be honest. Uh, I used to be really overweight. I lost like weight. Really? How do you do that? I just like got up every morning at like four o'clock and like ran constantly. And people would tell me, oh, stop running, stop running. And I just kept doing it basically. What's your idea of overweight? Oh, God. I was, I, I, I was a lot of overweight actually. So, like, you know. Uh, no, actually, I just got to highlight it, change things up a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so what happened to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think he, I think he looks good. I think he has a chance. I'm going to give him a chance. Thank you. I think he's got issues. He looks a little bit built up. I have no problem gaining weight. Like, I can gain weight if I need to gain weight. I That could happen really quickly. I can yeah. gain weight really quickly. I'm going to say, essentially, I think you have tendency to come back now. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a few. Wow. Um, Luca, I'm, I'm surprised to see how you look, because I think you look better in person in front of me than you look in your mommy portfolio. Okay. I think your photos are overexposed and blown out. All right. Um, you know, I think there's still a, you know, I 
I do. I think that they look very good. I think they look hot. That's what attracted. I think he looks better in the photo. A lot of people tell me I'm really devastatingly good looking. So. Well, everyone has their personal point of view, like who who they like and who they don't like, basically. I just don't think he's deep enough for cover I don't think you have the musculature yet. I, I can I definitely can gain weight. Yeah, yeah I know you say you can gain weight. But you got you don't yeah, think I can. I can gain muscle. Everybody can do it. You know, I can gain muscle. I can work out. I'm very determined, and every goal that I put my uh, mind to, I surpass. Yeah, I Oh, I was in Italy and they told me basically they don't want like really muscular type guys. They, you know, they want it like, you know, thinner guys. And that's why I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, you know, be thinner. So we just watched him, him in his uh, cover guy audition. Did you see his face when he heard he hadn't got the, the yeah. part in oh the show? That was, that was thunder. Pure disgust with the judges. It's, he jaw. clenched his yeah. jaw and then lifted his chin as if to say, no, I'm better than you. Yeah. The eyebrow raise. But the thing is, though, his voice is really weirdly deep. It is deep. And it's kind of yeah. like... He he said in it like he he'd practice to practice get it that way, but I'm like fucked up. That's not real. So he, in his head, he's because he, they told him he's too skinny. Basically, yeah. that's what they said. Yeah. And he says, "I'm devastatingly good looking." Yeah, yeah. and it's, so he's he, in his head. He's like this Greek god, basically. Yeah, and he's anything against that, and you just saw perfectly well what happens when. And there was a point as well where he says, "Your photos are really good, but they're a bit overexposed." And his face went again. He's like, "Fucking gonna." I will he kill was. you. He it was, was like mental. pure anger, pure, was. pure venom. It was like. Yeah. Mm. Did they pick up on that? Did like the the cover? Body? I hope so. Which is Isn't probably like, probably why they said because the first no. <laughs> the first one like the second comment you've just said about the cover photo the photos being a little bit overexposed was the first comment. Yeah. And then that's when the woman was like, "I don't think you're going to be right for us." Yeah. He's like, "Please, I can put on weight in two weeks. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be." Still, I'm, I'm going to be course. Schwarzenegger within the yeah. next fortnight. Yeah, so like, come on, it takes time. Any decent sports therapist will tell you that. Yeah. And, and he's he like, I excel in everything. He's lying about himself. He said he was very dedicated. He was he was lazy. Took the 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 easiest opportunity yeah. for anything, yeah. which is quite why I think there's a lot of parallels between him and Andrew Kunanen, even though. I sympathise with Andrew Kunanen in, in some respect. Who killed Versace? Yeah, yeah, but there is a lot of parallels in their character between yeah. the two of them. So we're going to watch another one. Uh, just take a quick snippet out. So we tried again for another uh, show in the same year called Plastic Makes Perfect, a show where contestants are followed as they go through pros- uh, cosmetic procedures. He must have really wanted this one due to the fact that he could have got some free plastic surgery out of it. Okay. And like again, at this point, he was. And you'll hear that in this video, him describing um, the process he's already been through, and they're quite substantial already. So we'll just watch that one. So you're comfortable talking about cosmetic surgery. You don't think people should keep it a secret, or? You know what? Um, I really don't think it should be kept a secret. Uh, if it could help other people, and your experience can help other people, you know, because not everybody looks that good naturally, you know. So if somebody's sitting at home, and they have low self-esteem and they say everyone looks so perfect. Well, it took a process for that person maybe to look that perfect. And so we would just come out and say, okay, I've had a bit of work done. Maybe it would help them saying, well, you know what? They're not naturally that beautiful. And 
I'm, I, you know, my experience can help them. I don't see. Yeah. I think it's a positive thing. What does your family think? Um, so yeah, I mean, he's saying I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the good to show people the yeah. the process how you can blossom into a beautiful man. How everybody man. else is ugly. Yes, and, and this is the process. And yes, I can be no. a role model for people, and they'll see my story. How fucking narcissist do you want to be, mate? Every, some people who are uh, I'm ugly I'm, duh, but I'm happy with that I'll give over <laughs> oh, fuck off but no it's like a case of like I personally I know people do and I know people do it for like not just co- cosmetically but because it enhances their life because they might yeah. have been formed, like, with, born with a deformity they oh, may yeah, have had a horrible accident happen to them yeah. well, just, I know people who have had um, procedures who don't even show those procedures off they just they just do it to yeah. feel more comfortable in their Absolutely. own body and that's, yeah. that's a great thing definitely so he didn't get the part on the show he was he was angry oh, really? he was, I wonder why he was very angry about this did he clench jaw probably <laughs> probably um, so he's still wanting to become famous and he's still doing these like porn films and doing his escorting and modeling but he's not really getting anywhere with it so he comes up with this weird plan and this okay. is a, a very odd plan the toronto sun published a story by reporter joe warmington about how mog uh, how magnotta had dropped by the newspaper's headquarters headquarters to deny online rumors he was dating notorious schoolgirl killer carla hamolka yeah what? so basically the journalist did some digging and what was like what rumors what are you on about so he turns up at this office saying i'm not in a relationship with karma carla carla holmotta 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 who killed um a child. her sister yes all right yeah yeah with her husband yes oh. so, so he's like i didn't do this and then just like sorry what <laughs> and he's like oh, no, wait, so I the journalist did do some digging yeah, yeah. and he finds out that luca posted these rumors online that he was in a relationship with this oh convicted but he did it under killer. pseudonyms yes oh. but doing a bit more digging he found out it was him and he was wow. suspicious anyway sorry i only know that part of this story because another podcast that we listened to yeah, covered the Carla and yeah. the, her husband's yeah. story and they were like we're going to be doing one in the future about this guy because he said this, this, and this, which uh, is a load of bullshit. Yeah. Makes sense. And this, this, so he spends the next year pulling this same kind of stuff. He, he starts rumours online and then will turn up at newspaper offices to deny those rumours. <laughs> right. I mean, can solid we, plan. Solid. Can you make money from that? Because if so, should we do and, it? And later on, this, there's going to be a really extreme example of it and just a pathetic example of this right so he also had a, a year-long battle with wikipedia <laughs> because because God damn it wiki because he made himself a wikipedia page about himself about his achievements and life Jesus. wikipedia were like no 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 no, no you're not doing that a water bottle um so and they took it down and he wanted it back up so he tried to go through the courts to get him to reinstate oh, his really? wikipedia God. page was anything on this week? I, I doubt anything. It was true, was it? No. Probably his no. age. No, no, not even that. Actually, no, I doubt well. it was. And he was he was still escorting to support himself, but flew into um, a rage apparently one day, according to one of his few close friends, when he got a bad review on the escorting site which he used, which <laughs> described him as cold and remote, and he he apparently started punching himself in the head, throwing things around the room because wow. he was that distressed that anybody would dare. Say to say him. he wasn't anything but a charismatic, beautiful being. Maybe they were actually speaking the truth. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
So the following year in 2009, it seems as though Luca got himself a bit of a sugar daddy, a 70-year-old wealthy businessman who took him travelling through Europe for a few months. Uh, this guy would, uh, he remains anonymous to this day, but he describes his young lover as, uh, he walked as if, quote, he walked as if he was on a stage or as if he was on a ramp for modelling clothes. So he constantly <laughs> walked around like this Donna, uh, prima donna kind of diva. Jesus. Dedication to the image. Which must have been fucking uns- insufferable. Yeah. To be anywhere near him. So Luca was, they went to Russia for their part of the trip and he was just for some reason obsessed with Russia. I mean, he'd already claimed that he was... Um, yeah, like I don't a, a Russian uh, gangster's son and um, in that fanboy publication or whatever it was said he was from Russia uh, and when they returned back from this this sabbatical to Europe which I'm <laughs> sure he was wined and dined and enjoyed the finer things in life he um, he carried on with the rumours about this serial killer still with the un- internet story planning one story he planted contained a cringy quote he'd obviously written about himself so he was writing things constantly uh, in these rumours of, of himself as somebody else okay. so in the third person so this is one thing he wrote quote Luca is unable to live unless there's chaos in his life it makes him feel as though he matters. What? Just how narcissistic how do you want to fucking be? So at the time, around that, it was about two thousand nine. The t- and we referenced it in the last video uh, in the last podcast. The video two girls one cup emerged on yeah. the internet and there went we somewhat viral, or at least everybody heard of it, didn't they? Even if they yes, didn't watch they did. it, I didn't. I don't think I watched it, but I definitely heard about it. No, well, two know. people in this room have. That, no, no, no. I don't yeah. think I actually have, have watched you not? it. No, but that, or one person. No. Then. But that kind of naming convention for videos to become viral uh, became quite popular, especially videos containing dark or distressing material. Yeah. And he came across the video a few months later uh, called Three Guys One Hammer," a snuff film about a, band, a man being beaten to death with a hammer. And he became obsessed with this video, but more so, not really the content, but more so how much attention it attracted. How these videos would almost gain mythical status on Oh the my internet. god, really? Yes. So this is where the seed was planted. Jesus, I can see it now. So it was time to make his own shock video. This was his... his ticket to to getting some kind of notoriety maybe because he'd, he'd, he'd seen what what these people had done and yep. uh, how how everybody was talking about it and he wanted to be talked about it didn't matter how he was talked Fucking about ticket he to wanted hell. to be talked about Jeez. so shortly before christmas in 2010 a video entitled one guy two kittens was posted to youtube oh piss off yes it was quickly taken down but made its way to other websites <sighs> and this is why i hate this man <sighs> i can I mean, killing people's yeah, killing people's bad, but touch kittens, kittens. and I uh, despise every atom in your body. Hence the fucking ticket to hell. So the the video depicted. I'm not going to show a screenshot. I won't watch this video. I right. will admit that I've watched. I this will video not watch this and video. And I sobbed my fucking heart out. I will not watch this out. video. I will. I will watch the the one where he killed the guy. Bits of it, but I will not watch this video. I watched so, it because it got to the point where I was like, right, mm-hmm. if I can see parts of that, yeah. yeah then nothing could be worse. No, yeah, I don't want like, to go down that rabbit hole because I love kittens. Yeah, yeah the, I was fucking the wrong. One, I love few people in my life, the people I'm close to, but kittens, any kitten I ever see or any cat I ever see, they're my love. Yeah. yeah. In that instant. Was it brutal? Like, you don't so, need to get into it, but like... Well, I'm going to tell you what. Oh, okay, so okay, the video okay. depicted an un- unidentified man, who was Luca, whose face is concealed, placing two kittens in a sealed bag and then sucking out the air with a vacuum cleaner to suffocate them. No. 
So this obviously caused outrage and people wanted to find out who this man was. Facebook groups and forum groups were set up to track him down. And Luca, being the well-balanced narcissist he was, infiltrated every single one of these groups he could find to read about all the things these people were, were saying about him. Yeah. So he must have loved this, even though not direct fame, he was the talk of the internet. But it's all moment. negative, though. It is, but it, it doesn't matter to it's him. Attention. It's attention. Oh, it's attention. I mean, the porn. The porn's not exactly positive attention, is it? But it's still attention. Well, yeah, but you're not killing fucking kids. No, it's not. I'm not putting it on the same level, but there's there's a, a, a train there, you know. Okay. So he was even more thrilled when a $5,000 bounty was placed by an animal protection charity for information leading to the arrest of the maker of the video. So now he was notorious. He wasn't just talked about and hated. He was notorious. He was uh, an outlaw of, of some kind of Everything fucking description. Of his dreams. So at this point, he'd left Canada to further his career, quotation marks, and was living in New York. Whilst there, he contacted a lawyer claiming to be the maker of the video and asking for advice the lawyer said he sounded very worried that he would end up in prison he seemed to like the attention but not any of the consequences so he called him up and was like i made this video i really you know i, I you know what what's going to happen to me he wasn't concerned all, all his concern was what would happen to him he didn't want to go to prison basically right. um things really heated up over this video and the internet detectives analyzed the video frame by frame and they noted things like the furnishings of the apartment it took place in the clothes the killer was wearing and through what must have been exhaustive work identified the man as luca and this was because luca posted so many photos to the internet yeah. that they somehow managed to to tie him Piece to this he was so obsessive and so narcissistic yeah. the vol sheer volume of photographs of himself that they tied it to him so he, he did it in a place where he he did it in his own flat yeah and he, he did it in, he did it he did it in his in his own flat that he used in other photos of himself wow. and so and it must have taken a lot but they, they found out who he was mm. so but even though they knew it was him they didn't know where he, where, where he was he was still constantly posting to the internet photos of himself obviously but he was moving all over at this point he wasn't really fixed he'd, he'd spend short amounts of time in different places probably mooching off of people as he went mm. but he was still posting photo himself to the the internet even though he knew people were on his trail and he slipped up he posted a photo from a mobile and this photo had a gps location in the corner of the photo yeah uh, embedded into it and from this photo they knew now he was back in he was in toronto again so he'd moved back to toronto at this point they contacted the relevant authorities and a police file was opened but the police were slow to act and luca decided to double down on his um, internet notoriety new videos appeared on the internet which would later be found by to be made by luca these showed a man wearing a sand hat uh, feeding a live kitten to a python in another a kitten is duct taped to a broom handle then drowned in a bathtub so i haven't got a photo from the video but if you go to the next one this is a photo of luca luca with his pet python the python that he would feed a kitten to Jesus. Is it, was that before or after the incident? Uh, probably around the same time. Okay. It, it's, um, I don't really know whether it was before or after, okay. but it would be around that time. Okay. Was that the wig as well? No, he actually grew his hair long for oh, a okay. period of time, but he would wear wigs. He would wear wigs all okay. the time. Now the investigation stepped up to a notch as animal rights activists were convinced that the videos were made by the same man, and they were right about that. Yeah. They even concocted a plan involving porn actor Ron Jeremy. You know Ron Jeremy? Um, I can't say. Moustache? Yeah. Sort of mullety hair, very oh, famous oh, yeah, porn yeah, actor, yeah. very chubby. Yeah, like he's a full-on animal star. activist. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. oh, yes, yeah, and they they um, they 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 came up with this plan to get the, him to help them, because Ron Jeremy, as you just said, was a, a well-known uh, animal 
rights activist. The plan was that Ron would throw a party, invite Luca, who would be thrilled at the prospect of meeting such a big name in the adult industry, and the police would be waiting for him, jump on him, but it never happened. They never never managed to go through with the plan and get it all sorted in place. Oh. So... Um, they, the, the people knew his name by this point. They knew this man had made these videos. Um, after the Sun in London, the UK Sun published a story about the kitten killer, stating his name in full. Magnotta, and this is where I said it takes it to another level. He actually turned up at their office in London to what? deny that he'd killed a kitten. So he got on a plane, really, just to go to the newspaper office, the to Sun deny. newspaper office. Jesus. Yeah. The reporter who took his statement described Luca's behaviour as highly suspicious, but behind the denials, it seemed he was getting some sort of bizarre pleasure out of the attention, which is <sighs> what the previous journalist said actually. To notice that from a conversation is fucking weird. So they they took it it's and then quite easy to yeah. do. But then two days later, threatening emails were sent to the Sun's offices, believed to be from Nutter, uh, and, and on this in this letter it said, quote, Next time you hear from me, it will be in a movie I am producing that will have some humans in it, not just pussies. The oh. London police were notified, but they said it was outside of their jurisdiction. They had nothing to do with it. They went and they didn't <clears throat> contact Interpol. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the police in Canada were still unable to track him. Uh, he was moving around all the place, but he still had a very active presence online. He's posting cons- uh, photos still, uh, but more and more he's on forums asking about fantasising about killing people, about necrophilia, asking questions about sedatives. And this was so, public forums? Yeah, so he's he's based, you can tell now he's gone, right, I've done this, I've done these two now, how can I escalate it? This is getting me a lot of attention. Yeah. How can I escalate this? What would this? I get more for? And I think he's he's set in his mind what he needs to do in order to escalate this and gain real because remember he, he's, I said he obsessed about that three guys one hammer video yeah so he's going down that path now was that real by the way just as yes it was it, was. it was a real film but um, he would later claim during this time he was fully under the control of a friend he called Manny hmm? but we'll talk more about that in a bit um, on the 19th of May he would uh, post his pre-promotional um, uh, forum articles about the, the video you mentioned you last yes oh, yeah so we mentioned last week he did some pre-promotion for one lunatic one ice pit which was the the title of his video and this is the day he started maybe that's the one thing that, that it was actually truthful about is the yeah. lunatic part yeah. Yeah. yeah and so we know the and rest the ice pit. so well. we know the rest of the story from there so yeah. from that point after doing those pre-promotional things he advertises for somebody online gets them back to his house mm. uh, sedates them ties them up kills them brutally records it and then yeah. disposes of the body parts by sending them to various yeah. different place which which do you remember in the previous video the notes didn't really make much sense yeah but if you consider where he sent them to he sent them basically to the prime minister and the opposition leader and he sent them to schools anything normally happens at a school bad normally makes front page news yeah. so he's sending these things to places he'd know that would get the most attention for yeah. this crime right. so the notes themselves don't really matter it's not the ramblings of a madman it's just notes he's included just to, to make it seem more mysterious yeah. or that and kind to of add page. fuel to Newspaper. the fire kind yes. of thing and the killing of Lynn himself with the context of his life and his character it's not about the killing for him it's about the notoriety he will yeah. get from doing from so fame. even Jesus. yes so and i also said at the last uh, end of the last podcast he managed to slip the authorities and escape to europe uh, to get he first went to paris but he would be found and arrested in a berlin coffee shop they managed to track him and get mm-hmm. him so if you show the next photo there he is um being arrested in berlin Oh, so. Being taken. Oh, sorry. Probably in the US actually. He's just come off the 
the plane from mm-hmm. Berlin, but they finally got him. And there is there's, there's stuff to talk about there, and there's some interesting things that he did there. He, he was sort of possibly trying to make another video. He was he was um, putting ad out ads out for men in Europe to come and oh. have sex with them. But there's, there's, it's sort of murky whether he did this stuff. Right. So I'm not really going to touch about that. So his trial started, and his main defence was he that he was suffering from mental illness, and he was in, being instructed to do these things by a man named Manny Lopez. So both incidents, uh, the, the, the the cat suffocation, the, the, the videos with the other cats with the python, Magnotta blamed on this mysterious Manny Lopez figure. Allegedly a former brutish client of his escort business, Mr Lopez may or may, may not exist. Where's the sugar daddy? The sugar daddy, he's gone by now. Yeah, he's gone. Okay, by okay, now. okay. So he's claiming that this guy Manny told him to do these things, and he would also say that Manny threatened to kill him right. and dismember him if he didn't do these things that he wanted to do right. uh, for him to do. So this was his main defence. But the jurors never saw a shred of evidence that Manny Lopez ever existed. Right. But he was the main fool guy all throughout his defence that Luca would use as this is who is the real mastermind behind it. I'm just a puppet. I'm just doing it because I'm afraid of my life, mm. from my life. His scapegoat, really. Yes. Yeah, and he'd also blame it on Lynn and Lynn's murder and stuff. Um, Dr. Watts, who uh, analysed him uh, for the police, uh, his report says it was Manny who... It was in his report um, when he was talking to Magnotta. Magnotta also claimed that Manny told him that Lynn was a government agent and that's why he had to dispose of the body parts as what? he did. He had to uh, to protect himself. Of course. So bear in mind this man is paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. Or is he? Uh-huh. Or is he? So, during his trial for murder, defence witnesses provided evidence that Luca Magnotta had been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia as a teenager. Defence expert Dr Joel Watts testified that Magnotta shown signs of episodic schizophrenia, historic personality disorder, borderline personality traits and paraphilia, not otherwise um, specified. The prosecution revealed that Magnotta had been using illegal drugs during his teenage years which led to symptoms that mimicked schizophrenia and that Magnotta has been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, not with paranoid schizophrenia. So they're saying it was masked by drug use. Schizophrenic... um, Schizophrenic episodes can happen because of drug abuse. Like, let's be honest, all of us in this room have done drugs. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> we've been high and we've heard voices. We've had hallucin- hallucinogenics. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say I draw yeah. a line at that one. <laughs> that have caused halluc- like either visual or auditory hallucinogens right. to happen. And they symptoms like that are caught that are caused by drugs. When you come off it, you can be like, I was hearing voices. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was hearing voices that weren't there. Maybe I. And then you go to doctor, tell that, and doctors like not like to diagnose. But yeah. if he was that narcissistic he'd be pushing no no i heard this i heard this i heard this but recently as april 2012 he was um uh diagnosed with borderline personality disorder not not uh, paranoid schizophrenia and um most of the other experts that the defense brought in in fact all of them did not diagnose this man with paranoid schizophrenia they said he had put borderline personality disorder and severe narcissism yeah Mm -hmm. um after a 12 week so the he was and the point of that is that he was probably just creating this story of this Manny character in order to play on the fact that at some point somebody had diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia in his late yeah. teens, but recent diagnosis really pointed towards that mm. that wasn't the case at all, that, that that was just symptomatic of drug use at the time. 
Yeah. So after a 12-week trial, which included 10 weeks of hearing testimony, the jury of eight women and four men received final instructions from the trial judge on December the 15, 2014, and was sequestered before beginning its deliberations the next day. On their eighth day of deliberation, so they did deliberate for a quite a long time, they returned a verdict of guilty on all charges and reject uh, the insanity plea. Good. Magneta, uh, he was sentenced to um, life and eligible for, for parole in 25 years, but he was also sentenced to 19 years for animal cruelty, um, so that will be served concurrently. So he's in prison for a good 50 years yeah. or close to 45 years even so there's a weird thing that's cropped up um, aliens no not aliens <laughs> when he was For convicted he was idolized by people on the fucking hate oh. don't idolize them you so twats. if you go to the next um image there's just fan sites Fuck off. all over the place about beautiful infamy just stop because of his his looks and especially young women would no girls don't teenage girls just became enamored with him like really head bundy fucking ed camper fucking it happens and don't do this it's not healthy so this is a a quote from abc news of a a 16 i'm sorry 18 year old girl from the uk actually no girls um so this is what what they asked her about why she was why she would uh, so in love with this man quote i spend nearly half the day reading thinking or writing about him a fan using the facebook handle luca magnotta supporter uh, (laughs) but who identified herself as an 18 year old student from the uk named soph told abc news quote I worry for him, so I always have to keep myself updated about him. I've started having dreams about him. He's a beautiful man, but it isn't that. I'm attracted with who is inside of him. I'll support him no matter what. What is inside of him? No, come on. No, listen, he's not a good man. But the person who set up this this site, Luke Magnotta Dedication, um, had a bit of a falling out with him and then called him a narcissistic psychopath. Oh, well done. Well done. But that's after years of supporting him. But no, don't support murderers. Especially this cunt. Anybody. Anybody that murders is not okay. It's not. I really despise this man. But the th- look at the tabs that are Luke Magna, the Luke obsession the Luke obsession poetry please tell me we have some poetry well, I've got the website on my thing should we just delve in yes I want to hear this poetry uh, I is, don't let's have a look but the thing is though like the scary thing is that women do it over serial killers and mass murderers and such like okay. look how mental right, I've, people I've, I've, with I've Ted found, Bundy I found a um this one is uh, by an 18-year-old girl, and it's entitled Beautiful Monster. <coughs> Let me clear my voice for this exceptional piece of literature which we're about to consume. Beautiful monster, so thinly veiled, your crimes have not your beauty paled. So many faces, all of them cold. Beauty cannot hide the evil you hold. I can't look away from your mesmerizing face. There's something that I just can't place. Thoughts of you make my heart race. You can't rhyme so many things in one go. <laughs> I feel like I'm lost in space. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. A unique specimen of humankind. Another like you will never find. I wonder if time will dim these feelings that I feel for him. I must also be very sick. Well, that's good you've got some I mean, self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. But I can't help wonder what makes you tick. Your <laughs> eyes are mysterious and cold. You use cold again. I can't believe you think you look old. You look so strong and yet so meek. The things you've done, I cannot speak. Luca, I cannot shake the feeling that all you need is some healing. It's just heart no. so. It's just 
so hard to reconcile your beauty and your crime so vile i'd rather just discard the latter your beauty to me is all that matters girl check yourself isn't that fucking lovely it's fucking disgusting but the irony of when i was i was researching this especially the second part is that i'm actually feeding into luke what luca wants he wants people to talk about him so yeah. I want to make a pact with you two that we'll never ever mention this person again. And Absolutely. I, I strongly recommend anybody listening to this to to hopefully you've enjoyed us talking about this this absolute Bellend. Yeah. Bellend, thank but you. I was looking for a decent experience. And I encourage you never to talk to him again, never to mention him I'm to anybody. To think of again. a really po- good poem. Fuck off, you dick. <laughs> that was inspiring. Fuck <laughs> off, you dick. Your sister you're you're twisted and you're sick. Your face looks like melted plastic. <laughs> and I think you might be a little bit spastic. <laughs> well done. Well done. Great. So, yes, we're all going to forget about Luca Magnotta now because yeah. that would infuriate His name him. is wiped off my memory board. No, we're yes. done. There we go. Right, that'll conclude this part of this episode, I think. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Um... um. Um, I prefer the director's cut of Blade Runner, actually, to the um, cinematic version. Yeah. There was an actual accidental Blade it's, Runner in it's the room. It's the narration. I don't like the narration. Fair it doesn't. Enough. It takes away from it. Steph, yeah. any happy little thoughts? Happy little thoughts? Well, Bob Ross always comes to mind when we're thinking of happy little things. Paint those happy little trees. Happy Absolutely. Little trees. They're all happy little accidents. Yes. Yeah. And... Don't be fucking weird. Don't fucking fall in love with serial killers or well, murderers. Or kitten killers. I or think kitten killers. <gasps> Just go and love Blech. kittens. And don't be a narcissist. And go and adopt Bellard. a kitten. Don't buy adopt. Yes. Every kitten needs a home. Yes, I think that's a good message. We should also yes. adopt a kitten, give it don't a lovely home. Don't buy a kitten, adopt a kitten, give yeah, a kitten a that's home. That's nice. Not even just kittens, but cats in general, yeah. because cats are the most loving <laughs> animals in the all world. all animals. Kitties Not need, all, please. Kitties need forever homes. They yeah. do. Yes, they do. I want to go and hug a cat right now. So Where's if you Blue do Bell, that, then you're him. a wonderful person. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Right. Signing off. So speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. guys. I wanted to listen to more horror and gore. No, let them carry on with their day. If they want to find us, they can find us on Facebook at Crime Clips and Coffee Podcast, Twitter at CCNC Podcast, Instagram at Crime underscore Creeps underscore and underscore Coffee underscore Podcast. If they want to listen to more, they can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Castbox, and all podcast apps. But for now, before she interrupts again, I think we should say goodbye. Bye!